I think that actually took me 40 to 45 seconds. Damn, this is why we can't trust you with anything. What the f*** is going on down there? Hello, everybody. Welcome to WTF and TFW. And I, oh man, I did it again. I didn't even mention this last week because I knew I'd fix it. I'll fix it this week. Would you believe that I forgot to make a project file again and I'm recording inside the template file again, Aaron? I would. You would believe that? Because you, just a slacker, you told us 20 seconds earlier and it ended up being like 45 seconds. That is uh, earlier on before we recorded. They said, give me 20 seconds to get some coke. And it actually took me about 40 to 45 seconds. You could have said a minute and you would have been back quicker. It's true, but I wanted to I wanted to give myself some pressure. Do you know how exciting it was going to the kitchen with the count in my head going? Like I was at 13 seconds and I hadn't even opened the fridge and I was like, oh no! <laughs> it was kind of fun. Uh, also with us is TJ Omega. How are you doing? What's exciting over there? I don't know if it counts as exciting. I'm burning my brain out on a really big project that I've told like four people about. I mean, that's exciting for you. Like, I mean, for me... No one else is excited except for me about my trip to the kitchen to try to quickly get a glass of Coke Zero. No, I don't think you're even excited either. No, I was. You're just saying it. I was excited, but that was like, what, 10 minutes ago? Eight minutes ago? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's in the past now. We've let it go. But uh, welcome, guys, to our Transformers podcast. Um, That's topic list 385. We're on episode 412, so let me just scroll down here. Uh, I got some exciting news out of my own home province of BC, uh, the original province I lived in, out of Vancouver. Did you guys, so did I miss this, that there was a Hasbro Masterpiece Bumblebee coming out? The total surprise. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard a thing about that. So apparently... I remember there being rumors of it? Apparently he was listed in a Toys R Us computer a while ago. Right, so but frequently we've seen Toys R Us computer stuff not happen or be different than what it was supposed to be where it's just like Toys R Us computer listings are like a, eh, that might happen. Yeah. Well, um, he, he showed up in Canada and I'm just doing a quick thing here. The Toys R Us listing, uh, listed him at 65 us dollars. It's a, that's a decent price for Bumblebee and Spike. He's still coming with Spike, which is pretty cool to see. Mm -hmm. Um, he looks more or less the same, except I believe I want to say that that Autobot, symbol on his hood on it that ends up on his foot is new i want to say that's new uh maybe i don't have masterpiece uh, bumblebee i have the gold bug okay. i believe it's new because it looks really weird with that extra symbol on his chest yeah and i i cannot see mine from here because there's another toy in this way of his foot <laughs> Well, he, uh, so he's got the extra paint app. Otherwise, he looks more or less the same. He's got his little gun. He's, he comes with Spike. They call him uh, Spike Witwicky in the exosuit. So that's really cool. Um, and he's apparently going to be 65 US. Uh, that would be about 84 Canadian dollars. Let's round it up. It's Toys R Us. Let's say they would be selling him. You'd think $85, right? Uh, mm -hmm. This one that was found was being sold for 120 Canadian dollars. Oh, boy. Do you want to know how much that is in, in uh, your American hashish? That's like ninety-three U.S. dollars. Okay. So uh, I don't know where people are getting this from. I got the impression off Twitter that he's confirmed to still be sixty-five U.S. in the U.S. 
Um, so it's really cool to see this. Nobody should buy it in Canada. Nobody should spend 120 Canadian dollars on Masterpiece Bumblebee. He's a really good toy. But you shouldn't spend 120 Canadian dollars on him. Ever! <laughs> Not under any circumstance, barring the heat death of the universe, should you spend 120 Canadian dollars on him. So I just want to get that up front, uh, so we all know that. And, and holy crap, what the... Like, that's terrible. Um, that, so it's kind, kind of a... That's the closest thing I would call a slap in the face is when that kind of pricing happens with, you know, a platinum piece of the Toys R Us because it's like, oh, here's that toy you might have been looking for. You'll never buy it. It's sitting right here, but you're never going to buy it because uh, you shouldn't spend that money uh, on him. Like, he's he's $30 short of costing as much as a Combiner Wars gift set. Um, yeah, I kind of wonder how much of that is like overseas tax versus Toys R Us tax. I think it's like almost 100% Toys R Us tax. Yeah. They, Canadian Toys R Us has priced some stuff at some pretty stupid prices before. Um, so is American Toys R Us. I was just in the States a little while ago when I saw for the first time $24 or maybe $22 Combiner Wars Deluxes. <laughs> and so I went on Twitter and I said, hey, that's pretty funny. A whole bunch of people on Twitter told me, yeah, that's just Toys R Us's thing now that they're doing. <laughs> I guess I'd not looked at uh, Toys R Us like that recently. Yeah, I've uh, not been lately. My Toys R Us's are usually pretty good about not blowing the prices up like that. So That's what um, I would figure, but the number of people across your country telling me, oh yeah, my Toys R Us recently upped the price to that. I'd be ready for that to be something to greet you at some point in the future when you go to your Toys R Us. Um, the other funny thing about this Hasbro Masterpiece Bumblebee is that on his packaging photo, his awesome, cool, like, hood disappearing mo moment did not happen, so that he's got the Volkswagen logo front and center on his dick. Yeah, well, mm. what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Put it on your dick! That's what you're gonna do. Um, and actually, you know what, by the, by the lines of it, like that, it kind of looks like it may be... Is an armor skirt thing, yeah, and I yeah. can see poor toy photographer idiots that frequently end up being the guys that we joke about <laughs> being the ones that are taking these photos. Just like I don't know, that's close, whatever. I like how you said poor, like you're being all sympathetic, but then ended <laughs> with idiots. That's yeah, that's choice. No, I, that's, I, com I completely, I completely agree with that assessment. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it does kind of have like a kind of it's got a, a crotchy old uh, sculpting swoop to it um he also has another crotch right behind it that looks better well, that's for when you know you do the, that's for when you turn the waist right that volkswagen flap is his loincloth and then he's got his his proper underoos behind it uh they got spike proper like he looks normal um and and neither of them look all that different so that's that's really cool to see i mean well i'm not sure if we actually have any in-hand shots because who's gonna buy this to open it up not anyone i know um also, the box says MP08, in case anyone's trying to keep track of uh, North American masterpiece numbers. Uh, Aaron, uh, so I mean, it sounds like both you guys are as surprised as I was to see this be an actual real thing. It sounds like none of us are actually going to buy it. Uh, not at not at the given price. No. no, no. If it was at the potential sixty-five, uh, that's arguable. Even that feels like almost what I paid for him originally. That that feels like less than what I paid for mine. What did you pay for yours? I, 
I, w I went back. Oh, I'm trying. I was trying to search old emails for order histories, but I can't find it. But I, I want to say it's in the range of fifty bucks. Like I did not pay sixty-five for him. So you mean that's more than what you spent on him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's that's what I meant too. Yeah, I think I paid in the sixty range for Goldbug. Yeah. Nothing about the price was was all that great. Less about the price is great now. But it's real cool that this came out. I just I just hope that this has any kind of positive, meaningful impact on anything at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, right. Uh, anything else you guys want to drop about that? I'll, I'll just say again, don't buy it for not, 120 Canadian dollars. Uh, yeah. Not really. Don't. Yeah, no. Not 120. As much as I will sing praises of that toy, I'm singing praises of that toy as like a $60 toy. So, yeah. Hey, maybe it'll go on sale. Right? Down to 80 bucks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, moving on from there, we've uh, got some new picture picks to talk about. Which I hope one of you guys actually has one. I didn't uh, think to actually ask either of you before we started. So I'm going to throw this right on you, Aaron. Do you have a new picture pick? <sighs> Titans Return starting to show up around the world. Everywhere except America, baby. Yeah, I, I know. Man, there's too many front it's page getting... items to go through for that. So we've got, they were, they're in Germany. It's getting itchy. Yeah, Germany was the one that I had pulled up, but I could swear that I had seen Italy, I think, uh, another have... one. Yeah, yeah, I think it was another Europe, European oh, no, area. Uh, Hungary. Hungary. Which would it. all make sense. Hung That's Hungary all. got the Legends toys. Yeah. They're get they're getting closer. They're getting yeah, all the online retailers say say June for it. Oh, Italy did get the Legends too. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'll put all those in the yeah, new I'm picture picks. Back through. Someone's yeah. gonna look at that. They're gonna be like, what were they talking about? <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm I'm getting excited for this line, and hopefully it's at least something that I don't have to be as all at once rush the way that we had to do with Combiner Wars because everything in each wave was its own wave. Oh yeah, I uh... it'd, it'd be nice to have some like look, I'm gonna get these two like must haves right now, and not be as concerned that one of these things may just up and disappear the way that that these did i've been super psyched about the fact that i'm not going to feel like i have to buy four deluxe as a legend and a voyager all at once every single time yeah mm -hmm. um, especially given how i kind of prefer the look of the japanese releases of a lot of these figures um I I, i'm feeling like it's just going to be if i see one in the shop and i like it i'll pick it up but i'm gonna see if i can resist that old now year-long twinge of like oh i should just buy one of everything new um yes that's the best way to be safe yeah uh yeah i, I guess we're we're weeks away probably from all this stuff dropping at least on the e-tailer side who knows about retail <laughs> i'll drop like right. the day before everyone gets it um dj what about you have you got a new picture pick for me to link in our topic list hmm I, well, I, good. I, I was I was deciding between two of them, but one it's something I've talked to death, so uh, might as well go with a little bit something a little bit different. We got a bunch of uh, in hand of the Platinum Edition Bumblebee and Grimlock. Yeah, the uh, Entertainment Earth exclusive uh, mm -hmm. that I feel bad about saying this. I forgot it was coming out until Adam Paulus tweeted like, "All right, it's out," and I was like, "Oh yeah, you guys got that." 
Yeah, I had no idea who was actually getting it until I saw. Oh no, it's out. Huh. Yeah. Okay. They they mentioned it uh, back at at some show that uh, Entertainment Earth had mentioned they were the ones who were going to be carrying it, but I I forgot since then. <laughs> um, are you thinking about picking it up? Um, not necessarily because I do have that Voyager Grimlock out of Japan, mm. but the set's looking a lot nicer than I figured it would. I mean, Bumblebee looks mostly the same. He's got a nice metallic sheen to him and some better paint apps. Yeah, I. I like how his sword actually has paint on it now. That looks really good. And I uh, I still really like that Warrior Bumblebee toy. I'm starting to think mine had issues because people kept telling me, like, you're supposed to use the back windshield as his heel spurs and mine just don't reach. Oh. Yeah, like, I, I... Well, now mine's in car mode. I think, <laughs> I think mine worked that way, yeah. I, I recall I, that being the case on mine. Yeah, mine don't go down that far. Though, like my bubble, mine cannot stand up at all. Oh, yeah, no, that's not normal. That sounds like the the, the double hinge arm might be obstructed or something. I mean, he's not that expensive a toy, right? Just grab him and push, to see what happens. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, always the best advice. Oh yeah, yeah, grab him and push. <laughs> Famous last word. This words. guy's choking. Go grab him and push till it comes <laughs> out. Um. Yeah, I, I would like to pick this up. I just don't know when. It's one of those things where, sucks to say, if I saw it in a shop, I would probably just grab it. But having to like put the thought into ordering it online, getting it shipped somewhere, I'm like, oh, wait a little bit. I'm not not in a big rush. Um, the Grimlock is super cool, but I'm not in enough of a rush right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy that he is coming out, that he is available here in the West, because that thing evaporated from online shops. Yeah. And, and it's a fantastic remold. And I've like, I've not even seen it in the aftermarket very much uh, since then. No, no, that that's something I am not surprised at all. People were holding on to. Yeah, I almost got to wonder if they just didn't make that many. Um, the only weird thing about it, I mean, this is the same for the Japanese one. Super weird seeing that Grimlock with the sword and shield. Like I almost want to give the sword and shield to somebody else. Yeah. That's a that's a little off. Yeah, it's like it's like you don't get these. You're not supposed to have these. You you don't use weapons. You just bite stuff and tear it apart. Yeah, cannonball. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to spot anything else about the bumblebee, but yeah, it seems like he's just got overall metallic sheen. I will say the pri- the price point is actually a little bit higher than I was hoping, but it's not what I feared it would be. Yeah, it's um it's on the top end, you know. Yeah, because there's there's part of me that was thinking, okay, I know for fact, like, this is a Voyager that sold not too long ago, and this is a deluxe that's still on the toy shelves. Yeah, like so this this uh, it's not like the other platinum releases where all oh, the molds haven't been in use for ten years, so they're more expensive to make. Like yeah. the, the, for me, like mentally, this was the test of just like how much is that platinum price? Like how much is it worth to put platinum on the box? I think on these two guys, uh, a lot of that, like, I think as with the 86 movie platinum sets of this year, it seems like a lot of that money is going into paint, too. Yeah, yeah, the paint apps are definitely a big part of it. And you do you do have a lot of the re-sculpting on Grimlock that adds to it as well. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, like, like Grimlock's got a yeah. lot of paint. Like, I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed uh, at how much is painted on him. Yeah, it's not even the same paint mask as the Japanese release, which surprised me. Yeah, because, I mean... As much as the new tooling on him is great, it also already exists. So it's not like that really had, to, as I understand it, that probably didn't have to be paid for over again. 
So I'm kind of glad that it's not like, here, have a somewhat unpainted copy of the tooling. You know, like he's yeah. got a lot of like yellow detailing everywhere. Um, yeah, it's interesting to me in a situation where they could have just gone, well, just run us a bunch more and pack them into this box instead. But they actually did take some time to make it unique from the original release. Yeah. And I'd like to know if that Bumblebee has got a top coat of some kind. I'm pro Now I'm giving myself a great reason to pick one up. I'm probably not going to, but I would like to you, know. You should. Oh, yeah, Aaron's right. I should. Well, Aaron, you should... I mean, have you got that Bumblebee toy? Yeah, I've got the Bumblebee toy. Well, you can compare them, then. You should pick them up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You thinking about it? No, not really. No. Um, I think another thing about this two-pack that kind of that overshadows it a little bit is that if this was the end of the rid line, I think it would have maybe stuck out a bit more, but there are so many really interesting looking warrior toys on the horizon. I'm all, I, I think I was already kind of forgetting about the, that Grimlock to some degree. Um, but down the road, like as, as I pick up more, I'm also going to keep remembering, Oh, I want a bigger Grimlock than this little dinky one. Yeah. I like the make dinky you some one. They'll make you some Supreme sized one and you'd be like, wow, that's too big. That's too big. No, they already did that. They had like the the five step Grimlock or whatever, with the really oh, right. the oh, really the... interesting transformation, and the Crash and Bash one too, right? Yeah, with the big oh, handle yeah. on his back. Oh right, the repaint of the toy that didn't sell at all. Yeah, that one. Yes, that one. <laughs> I have literally like I've seen the green version like just stacked up in the wire bins in the in the aisleways. Yep. I, I keep forgetting the green one exists, so every now and then I see it, and I'm like, oh, what's that? And then, you know, two seconds pass, oh, yeah, you. <laughs> oh, that, I need, I, need, I need hand sanitizer. What is this? <laughs> That's the toy I walk past before I walk over to all those, like, 24-inch tall stormtroopers and try to find one whose arms aren't tied down so I can get him to heil. That's like my little... They're space Nazis, all right? Like, it's not like that's bad. They're already the bad guys. They should be doing that. Crane gives me dirty looks when I do that. It's worth it, though. Rightfully so. To be fair, I've seen them done worse. I've seen worse things done with those toys. Yep. Fellatio. How long has it been since we name-dropped Fellatio on this show? It's got to have been years. It's one of my, been a while. One of my favorite listeners, Fellatio. Yeah. Good man. Um, my own new picture pick is going to go off-topic-ish off into the third-party realm. Because uh, I just think this thing looks cool. Uh, this is a new Make Toys piece called Striker Manus. Uh, it's the first piece in their Cross Dimension series. The push behind this guy is very interesting because they debuted this figure with a series of YouTube videos showing artwork and a backstory, as well as an app that could read an AR token to project an, an augmented reality 3D model of the prototype inside your phone while you're looking at a tabletop. Very cool ideas. All of which left a lot of us going, well, yeah, but what does the toy look like? Um, also, originally, this figure was called Striker Convoy. And in fact, the first release of his video said Striker Convoy. And a whole bunch of us were saying, that's bold. And then a week later, they changed the video, put it back up, and it said Striker Menace. And I was like, all right, yeah, that was too bold, apparently. Um, yeah, yeah. Con they still call Prime Convoy just enough in Japan that uh, might get a... Uh serious phone call or two i like the thought process of like well they're all they're just calling him optimus prime now like can we just take convoy back yeah 
but this is uh, this is just a an, an artist's rendition of an Optimus Prime. Uh, there's a lot about it that I like, though, stylistically. I like how his midriff is just made mostly out of two of his wheels uh, that are folded up inside his chest. Uh, he's just got style. He's got wheels all up in his legs, too. His heels are wheels. I don't know. There's, there's something about the style this guy I enjoy. He's got a... His, his smokestacks double as hand axes. Um, this is just a great prototype. That I like. I like the I like the look of that one. That part. The, the like, roof wind vane thing to a gun. I I don't like being the guy that says that that's been done before, but, man, that one's really been done before. Yeah. I mean, there, there's another... This guy, also the fact that his, his real... Or his vehicle grill ends up on his back. Like, there's this real um, classics prime homage sense to this figure. And I think that the mm-hmm. wind vane gun is, like, maybe the designer of this likes Classics Prime more than I do. Um, right. I don't mind the Windvane I kind of feel but... like the I, I understand homaging and that Classics Prime is a very good toy, but I also would like to see more of, like, original ideas versus, like, hey, we know that this works really well, so we're just going to, to copy it. Like, I, I like the way that the barrel clearly, like folds up and then sucks in like that's kind of yeah. neat but the wind vane gun is like infinitesimally less interesting than the smokestack axes because yes. those are like breaking the formula yeah um anyway i wanted to highlight this thing because i just i think it i think it looks real cool uh there's no vehicle mode shots of the physical prototype the, all that concept artwork and video stuff in that you can see the vehicle mode guess what it's a truck i don't want to blow your mind here um wait 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 Optimus Prime doesn't fly now? No, uh, for the first time ever, Convoy will turn into a truck. Wow. Turns out this whole time, they were like, hey, why, don't, why doesn't Convoy ever turn into a truck? Why does he always turn into a bat or a gorilla? I mean, it or seems a... like that'd be in his name, Convoy. Yeah, but... Convoy's yeah. like trucks. He's always been... He's he always... a convoy of trucks. How have they not done this before? Yeah, he's always been a bat. He's always been a gorilla. He's always been a, 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 a woolly mammoth, a lion. Uh-huh. Finally, he's... he's... A... Like, they, they use a car a couple times. It's like... Man, that's so close. Yeah, that stuff was that stuff was barely official in the first place. You know, we're, we're finally getting the truck convoy that Hasbro and Takara Tomy clearly could never deliver to us. No, this has always been Optimus Prime. Name doesn't even sound like a truck. Uh, so that's my new picture pick. Uh, that brings us onwards. Oh, I should actually paste that into my list of new picture pick things, shouldn't I? You should. It's a good thought. That way people aren't complaining about not having the pictures. That's my favorite that screw up that I do is when I inside a, ver- a podcast itself, I say, yeah, I'm going to remember to paste those photos in. And then like a week later, I see responses going like, so you ever going to paste those photos in? It's like, ah, uh, yeah. It's because you don't have your subtitles to tell you uh, how to fix things. Oh, we, don't, we don't work <laughs> together on a podcast. It doesn't work that we tried. All right. Long, awkward silences. That's all we got. Uh, I have a listener question for us from Red Mage Gizmo. You got this. Is also specifically in Times New Roman. Ooh, like that was in the PM. That's why it hurt my eyes so much. <laughs> it's it's also tiny. Yes, uh, it could have been worse. You know it. Red Mage Gizmo says, "Hola, Vangelis and Dem Boys." Hasbro seems like they will be hosting a new convention eventually, maybe even next year, and hopefully we'll have convention-exclusive Transformers products. My question to ye all is what exclusives would you want think would be there? And if you think they would fabricate new or have cheaper exclusives unlike BotCon R.I.P. Personally, I would love to see an army builder of sweeps to work as limbs for Galvatronus, or ideally a 5-6 bot 
six box of a Combiner War style Abominus seeing double cross from Titan's Return. Thank you for your time and understand some questions won't be answered or are frequently asked. Red Mage Gizmo! P.S. I'm really hoping I'm sending this to the right place. If I'm not, I'm sorry, Evangelist. Click. I like it when I can tell someone's been listening to older episodes from that string of, like, what was it, half a year when that was the end of every listener question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that or he was authentically concerned. I... So am I so jaded now that I never think someone is actually concerned? What's wrong right, with me? Like, n- not everybody remembers all of the crap that that we shoveled out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the couple times in a row that it was authentic concern, and then people made a joke of it, then it went away. And so, yes, it might be that. Or, or it could be authentic concern. If you have an authentic concern, be sure to send it to Aaron. Uh, that's Axsmith yeah. on TFW2005. Uh, Actually, it's Aaron on TFW2005. It's yeah, Axsmith. Aaron, I'm trying else. to save your Axsmith's PM box. been gone for a while. To, that's okay. That's okay. It's it's mostly full because I've never cleared it out. So I'll get, like, I'll get like three PMs and then it'll be nothing. I, I don't have to worry about that's it. That's gross. It's all full of scunge and like, like 07 movie forum filth just caked. On the edges. A lot of old sales stuff from uh, Andy Roo's butt cancer. Thanks, though. Yeah. Oh. I, uh, I, 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 I found his original adoption photos Aww. and had a bit of a, uh, a a moment of, like, he was never this young before. And now you're making me go down this memory lane again. You jerk. Don't worry. I, I dropped some sadness on someone else who was starting to talk about a pet at my improv class. I was like, oh, I know two people who lost pets recently. And then they were like, "This isn't a happy conversation." I was like, "Yeah, you." How, how is that like this? happy, happy, fun improv class? <laughs> Remember your favorite dog that died? <laughs> Funny, this, huh? This was during our break. To be Funny fair. how I had nothing to do with that, <laughs> huh? Uh, Aaron, spe- <laughs> speaking of things that are no longer with us, Botcon, uh smooth. What well, that? Like that is that. actually impressive. Thank you. No, it, it, and then we had to do the podcast rule of note the smooth transition to make it not smooth. It's only because Red Mage Gizmo was kind enough to literally write R.I.P. after the name Botcon. Uh, what do you think we're going to see exclusive-wise for Transformers in whatever the new version of conventions are? Um. So, again, my brain always goes to how does the real business work? I would see with Hasbro actually being the one if... Okay. Roll this back a little bit. If it's actually Hasbro, that's the one that has the future convention. They're making that assumption here. Versus, versus somebody that is just tighter into Hasbro. Um, if it's Hasbro proper that's doing the conventions, if they end up with their own brand of, of convention people. Um, I could definitely see any sort of exclusive that we get being directly in line with what's coming out now. Mm-hmm. Versus... Um, botcon stuff up until like the last couple of years has been year or two old molds and themes. Yeah, like stuff that wasn't um, already being used for like quote unquote right. real sales. I I could see if it was an official by Hasbro for Hasbro convention for Transformers something that falls directly in line. So if it were to be happening, you know, this year. It would be some other, like, the other of the, um, because we only have, like, Ape Face, right, of the Headmasters? Yeah. Or is it the other way? So then we just need see 
um, Skull Cruncher. Skull Cruncher? Nope. Uh, but now I can't no. remember his name. Yeah, the <laughs> Snapdragon. The, like Snapdragon. There it is. We would see Snapdragon, where they may not have been able to do Snapdragon. We were like, hey, we got one of them in. I could see more like here are other parts directly at the same time that they're coming out now. Yeah. Um, the costs, I I think, bought the when broken down for the actual cost of the toy, I think it would be similar. Um, that's always the issue that we kind of had with the way that uh, the Fun Pub bot cons went of if you were going at, as a pre-registered person, you were basically, your hand was forced into getting the toys as well. So a lot of times the cost of everything got kind of wrapped together. Yeah. When... Like eighty or ninety dollars of that is actually the convention space, the guests, the signature, or the the signatures for most everything came in in their package. You know, things like that that all get wrapped in. So everybody sees like, oh, it's a six hundred dollar package, and it's really like four hundred and fifty for all the toys, and then whatever else. And these are numbers that are just out of my butt because I don't remember the last couple of years pricing schema. Well, the the but, other thing about Balkan toys that I think right now with the way that you know people are talking about Balkan and the thing about Balkan toys is they were never actually that overpriced for what they were. It's just yes. that over the over the last few years, there were just so many more of them every year that it yeah, felt that like... Was, yeah. That was another factor. Yeah. It, that you want to get the whole set of toys, it's going to put you back some bank. Like an individual and then one plus, was, was like, like this year, um, the, the middle manning that I got done for Reflector and, and, and Megatron. Getting two exclusives is actually not that expensive. That was like... Right. 150 bucks and it's like right. you know if you're just picking and choosing things out it's not that bad but when you're out on the show floor or you're having to get the box set it's it's like you were saying it's a forced hand completionism that then turns it into an enormous number right yeah and then the other thing actually i recently um of on the the lego side of my collecting there was a guy that recently posted a video of him getting to go to tour the Lego factory mm-hmm. and you see the steel molds that they have to make Lego pieces. Ooh. So it'd be like eight two by four Lego pieces. And it was like a two foot by two foot by three foot heavy steel mold for this injection molded ABS plastic. That is a big chunk of steel. Yep. For what is ultimately kind of a small sprue. Yeah. Now, if you think about when you when we've seen like sprue layouts when they show them for transformers, they're a little bit bigger than that. So I'd say that you know again the physical steel molds that they're moving around are probably like a cubic yard of steel, give or take. The, the volume of that is a lot of. Go ahead. The, the volume of a steel mold is something that I think is the next thing the whole fandom ideally will start to catch onto and, and think about. Yes. Um, like, because that so, that conversation came up with the fans project Dino Shells, which are basically mm-hmm. like Glios style. It's a similar vinyl to the Glios vinyl, but yeah, it's just a little bit of vinyl. I yeah. mean, it's thin. But, but look, now, it's, how 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 much could this be? I'll, I'll, uh-huh. I'll, run this, I'll run this by TJ especially. Imagine now that a single component, like a a one piece of this vinyl, not multiple pieces, a single cast piece of this vinyl is equal in volume to like two and a half to three Armadocs. That is one piece. Imagine the size of that steel mold. Suddenly, the price for those things made a lot more sense to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be and absolutely gigantic. Not just the fact that they have to make that mold to do things, 
but to move them around. Yeah, someone yeah. has so, to pick you know, that, when you go to, that thing up. When you go to s- set up a mold on on a piece of equipment and remind me, and I'll find the link to that video so that people can see just the size of these things, they have to move them around with forklifts and the like. So it's not like, oh, well, why can't they just fire this thing up again? And it's like, well, because that's multiple man days of labor to get everything up and going again. Yeah, and like, even if you want to say, well, they're foreigners and their money doesn't cost as much or whatever, it's still effort and energy that goes into doing this and it's a reduced production run. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like the economies of scale that yeah. I've talked about many times on here of if you're making a hundred thousand of these toys, that $10,000 setup price breaks down to 10 cents per toy. If you're making a thousand of these toys, that $10,000 setup cost becomes $10 per toy. Yeah. I think it has the tendency to think of it as like, almost like you're like swapping in super Nintendo cartridges or something like, well, what? Yeah. Just, yeah. Just run the machine. It's just like, take that mold and plug the other one in. It's not right. like they're all like stacked there in a row right there and they're small enough to do that. Yeah. And then, and then you got to blow in the channels in order to get it to work. Right. Uh huh. I hate blowing in my steel molds. Uh, also, I want to throw out there, Aaron, you said, uh, like, you know, the joke, like, oh, well, they're foreigners. They're not paid that much. They aren't. Imagine if this was made in America. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how much that would cost. That's probably why it's not uh, the dark part of this we all have to kind of accept, unfortunately. Right. Um, yeah, I, uh, or TJ, moving over to you. What, what, are, you, what are you seeing out of uh, the, the hypothetical new convention? I definitely see where any kind of exclusives that they could offer would definitely be in line. And knowing Hasbro and the way it kind of caters a little bit more to collectors these days, that it could almost be an intentional setup. Where, like, if they were handling a convention last year, I could completely see them reworking a toy from Combiner Wars into, like, a sweep for, you know, Cyclonus. I, I could imagine like a troop builder being sold that way something that probably would not go over so well at retail and would be hard to slot in amongst all the classic combiner teams but there's definitely a market for and that one that they created themselves by creating a cyclonus that turns into galvatron and has absolutely no limbs of his own yeah Mm -hmm. and uh that's why because aaron i think you're on the mark when it's going to be because what i envision is that the exclusives are going to be extreme like very sdcc style in how they're going to be very tied into whatever is fresh right yeah and i'm biased when i say this combiner wars is so friggin rife with potential it kind of bums me out that its exclusive potential is probably already just about done uh for for at least for a while because i i kind of doubt whenever the next transformers official convention happens i kind of doubt it's going to be a combiner Wars set and and i kind of doubt there's a possibility Mm -hmm. for it to be one for years from now there's potential there, but I could also see them sitting on a concept like, well, no one's done like ruination yet. You know, fans would eat that up if they did a re- ruination. I can't believe we're actually past Tokyo Toy Show now, and the only thing that showed up there was Loud Pedal. Like, I, I realized on that weekend, wait, this is when I thought Baldigus would come out, and he didn't. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, where, where is he gonna, where is he gonna slot in? Um, I mean, from the Combaticons alone, between all the Ruinations and then going into, like, Battle Gaia, you know, you've got, like, so many sets of those you could do at this point. Oh, yeah, Battle Gaia Guard City would be a wonderful two-pack. If, for some reason, it doesn't happen at retail, I can't imagine fans will be very quiet about the lack of a G2 uh, Defensor. 
Yeah, that's a strange one getting left out of the mix right now. I think the deluxe groove thing was not entirely secure until just recently. So I suspect that that's what would have played into that not. That, I can also see, though, that's a set that didn't really get released. But neither, neither did Menasaur. Neither, yeah. Right? G2 Menasaur? He never actually came out uh, back in G2. Yeah, but we got a Combiner War version out now. But, yeah, but at least for that one, we did get the G2 breakdown. I mean, I guess. <laughs> and more of those limbs were out there than Defensor. Defensor has like five set of five sets of those limbs that exist, and the that's only making the case Minnesota to me limbs. even harder, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I but in in the world of niche, that's starting to drill down a bit. I just feel like in the world of niche, if Menasaur happened outside of some kind of happenstance, I, I just I'm, can't see I mean, us moving on without Defensor. I mean, if we're arguing, if we're arguing, well, one of them came out at Botcon, so it's more aware. I've got a G two. Uh, protect a bot from bot gun. Like they cater to fans in that direction oh, yeah, Street already. Street Star, I forgot about yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, he evened it up. I mean, if you ignore how many times G two breakdown happened, <laughs> Street Street Star kind of evened that up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I because I, uh, I, I, I I think that the only worry I have really about upcoming exclusives from Transformers conventions officially is just how n- probably new oriented they will be. Uh, which I also think could lead to some maybe less thought out ideas. Yeah, so you don't have like an idea that maybe was percolating for a while as a custom or just on people's minds. Uh, I think the bi- the biggest question to ask is who will be figuring out these exclusives? Will it be done the same way as Redecos? Will they try to reform that little you know the the what do they call it the fan council the. Uh, yeah, the, the you know the fan folks who would, like will they try to, mm-hmm. to 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 reach out to to fans for you know obscure interesting redeco ideas like I know a couple people who would be great to talk to um, that probably should have a hand in that if it's possible but uh, I think we really got to see what the first show is and like like I cautioned months ago be ready for the first show on an exclusive level to not really be mind blowing. No, like I expect it to be the same way when Thun Pub took over, and you start with something that's familiar and people can get into it, but also rather conservative. Like the first time they did it, it was uh, Ironhide and Ratchet. Yeah, but the Bakano so Five set yeah. was a real interesting, neat, inoffensive set that like nobody remembers. Yeah. Like we, okay, we got a couple classic characters in there and a bunch of bug repaints. Yeah, that's that's about it. And hey, turns out I really like those bug repaints. There is part of me that's hoping, like now that it's you know, if Hasbro's doing this themselves, because there's part of me that sees yes, they're most likely going to stick to current product. They're most likely going to just expand on what they're doing at retail. Then just you know, catering to more of the hardcores. Like right now, if we're talking Titans Return, I could see them filling in like the monster bots. Yeah. Like, if you could come up yeah. with some crazy way that, like, Weird Wolf could be redone into Grotusk or something. Yeah, and then make a brand new Repugnus, because Repugnus is top tier. <laughs> but I could, but, like, that's, like, I don't think you're going to sell, like, the winged Sabertooth Tiger Walrus guy at retail, but I could definitely see fans going, well, he gave us all these headmasters and one monster bot. There was a time where I would have said, yeah, you couldn't. But, like, nowadays, every time I look at an idea and think, like, well, that won't work at retail... 
I just start feeling like it's it's just setting myself up to just start eating entire birds of crow. Like, not even crow pie, <laughs> not even crow wing, just like, no, an entire crow. Two of them, in fact, because they're, they're partners for life, are just going to fly into my mouth. <laughs> the moment I say, well, that's never going to happen, I'll get as far as that, and then it'll just be like, Aah! lots of cawing. Anyway, I hope, that, I hope that answered the listener question decently. Uh, thank you for that, Red Mage Gizmo. We also got one from Ace Convoy. Uh, it says, hello there, it's been a while since I've been around on the forums, but with the last night ramping up in full force, I've been lurking around. By the way, guys, we didn't talk about any movie news, so I figured, like, hey, let's talk about a movie question. You're welcome. Thanks, um, buddy. Don't want to talk about a garbage truck. Listen, because I know someone's going to say it. There's nothing to talk about with that garbage <laughs> It has a bunch of random symbols. That's cool. We also I just, just covered the whole news story. <laughs> I just love the idea that in the age of toys getting less parts and less paint, they went and made that. <laughs> that thing is, like, not... That's going to be the, the saddest-looking toy, if that gets a toy, at least stateside. <laughs> it's going to be covered in sculpted detail, and then it's going to get, like, I don't know, hit it with hit it with blue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um... Anyway, uh, Ace Convoy says he has two questions. Um, the first, in recent pictures, we've seen shots of the 2016 Camaro, an old Chevy pickup, a C10 square body, and a Mercedes-Benz Unimog. I don't know nothing about cars. Among those were a 2016 Saline Police Mustang and a VW bus. The Unimog and the Camaro, I'm assuming, are Bumblebee and Hound, respectively, but the C10 bus and the Saline? The Saline can't be barricaded because we saw him, or a Cybertronian who looked like him, die in Dark of the Moon. The C10 and bus could be anyone, really, and I just hope the bus is an alien stoner. Um, I hope there's an alien stoner, too, because I don't think we've had one of those yet in these movies. So let's... No, that seems like a very Bay thing. I think that's, I think that's Barricade. All things, especially after that Josh Duhamel they've, tweet. I'm. They've pr- said that it's barricade, haven't yeah. they? Well, Josh Duhamel oh. implied. I don't think he actually said barricade, but it was close enough. I'm. I'm fairly sure I saw a shot of the rear of that vehicle that actually showed to punish and enslave. Oh, it does. It's not yeah. clear, yeah. but like the, the exact writing. Uh, I would love for that to be barricade because, as much as anyone wants to, okay, there's two things. Point one. Canon has meant like just enough of anything to be just shy enough of nothing to be frustrating across the movies so who cares mm-hmm. let's just bring him back also this is the movie where megatron's going to return think about that for a second uh yeah. number two barricade deserves better than anything he everyone who died in dark of the moon deserves better than what they got in dark of the moon because that was the movie where i think i made the point a long time ago every transformer who died in dark of the moon got shot in like the chest or the mouth and then just crumpled in on themselves like a like a puppet whose strings were cut before their heads separated and rolled away they died like giant props and it was like it was it was uh this is not the right word it was like emasculating to their the personality version of emasculating it robbed them of any uh individuality they had uh on a visual sense so please bring back barricade because he's also one of the coolest Decepticons the movie's ever delivered. And also, this is... Hey, now that we're not really caring that much about voice actors, why not slip Keith David in to voice him like he did in the really crappy 07 movie game where that was the highlight of the game, was Keith David voicing Barricade. Um, otherwise, I got nothing about any of his other vehicles. Uh, Aaron, you you got pictures of Unimogs. Yeah, I figured I'd let you know what an Unimog looks like. I saw, I, I know I saw the one of these that was on the set where it was super obviously Hound. Yeah. So, yay! I hope they get John Goodman yeah. back. That's going to be weird if they just don't get John Goodman back. 
<laughs> and he's just British all of a sudden or something like movie robots tend to suddenly be. Yeah. Um, no, it's that's a nice heavy duty vehicle for somebody that's supposed to be heavy duty. Yeah. Maybe maybe they'll make him Ironhide. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just pretend like yeah. Ironhide. Yeah. Ironhide's back. Forget pieces yeah. of Dark of the Moon. Well, I mean, didn't so Age of Thank Ex- you for the long delay realizing what I was going for. Age but. of Extinction <laughs> in the beginning of Age of Extinction, Cemetery Wins little deck of cards implied that they killed Ironhide, which I thought was hilarious because I was just imagining the scene where they walk up to Ironhide's, you know, desiccated half-melted corpse. And they like shoot a bullet at it and go like, "Yeah, that's ours." Yeah, we got <laughs> we it. That. Yeah, it's good. We did that. Who's going to argue? The guy's going to argue. We have his head, all right? He's not going to argue. We killed him. Ours. How'd you how'd you rust his entire body? Like cemetery that? wind. <laughs> That's how they when when you confront it's cemetery like wave dust, man. Come on. When you confront cemetery wind with a question they can't answer, they just, they just yell cemetery wind and like throw up the horns and then drive away in their fancy cars. There's, let me direct the cemetery wind prequel movie. It'll be so much fun. Um, TJ, who do you think those who do you think the, who do you think those cars are going to be? You think the Camaro is going to be Bumblebee? Um, <laughs> might be time to bring back the cliff jumper from the first movie line. Yeah, yeah. Just Except have, he's yellow. Yeah, have him show up yellow. And just go like, "What? My name is Bumper. I'm a package <laughs> error." Yeah. Bumble jumper. That's me. Yep. And then he just um, and then Stinger just kills him, and it's like, "Hey, Stinger, didn't your head get eaten in the last movie?" And he's like, "No, that was Stinger with the silent e on the end. I'm Stinger." <laughs> that was Sting a, not Stinger. 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 Um, no, I I think the guesses on these characters are pretty much spot on. I mean, yeah, we did see a character. Let's okay. Let's be fair. We saw a model that showed no personality or, or gave us any kind of voice to acknowledge that. Yeah, that was Barricade. Die in Dark of the Moon. Yeah, it was just his I, model. Yeah, if we're going by that, I've also seen Blackout die twice, and I've seen the double-headed Shockwave die. I think a couple times too. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that actually, Blackout died in the first movie. The second one you saw was named Grindor. Uh huh. So this, okay. So this wasn't Barricade. You know, this was Blockade or Barricade Two. This is you know, Barricade. Barricade, the sister. Yeah. It's happened so, so many so times. So now it's a revenge story. It could be. Could be. That's why he. That's why he's oh, coming out of the shadows after so long. Vengeful, shadowy, like revenge story barricade being voiced by Keith David would be the hottest stuff. Like Keith David can hit can hit that gravel. Yeah, you're getting me. You're getting me and more as excited is going to be the standard. Be. Our story that we make up will end up being far better than what ends up on the screen, what if, uh-huh. and then we'll what be if, upset yeah. about it. What if they get Liam Neeson to voice Barricade? And it's just Liam Neeson <laughs> grumbling in a microphone with all that vocal effect on it. That would be sex. That would be audio sex. <laughs> just some weird Taken spinoff. Yeah. I uh, I recently, I, so I never actually seen either movie, but in Ted 2, I think, there's this scene of Liam Neeson buying a box of Fruit Loops. Or Lucky Charms, I forgot which. I think it was Fruit Loops. I watched that on YouTube. That was legitimately hilarious. Like, Liam Neeson deadpanning his way through a dumb scene is the best thing. He would only bring quality to this to this production. Um, Alright, well, the second question. 
uh, says it's really just a fan theory bordering on fiction. Uh, Ace Convoy personally thinks a cool way to get Hot Rod or Rodimus in the film would be killing Colonel Lennox and having his brain copied onto a protoform body, possibly becoming a prime in the same manner Rodimus did in 1886 film by unleashing the power of the Matrix. They can play around with the name Hot Rod by simply uh, making it a name he was called when he was younger by a loved one or friend out of memory, uh, and it's... Because uh, it's a movie about Transformers and there's a hot rod, they can find a way to make it work. Or they can nod to the hot rod name in a flashback of him being called that and he just keeps his human name, a la Robin in the Nolan Dark Knight films. I was going to say, a la Robin in the Schumacher Batman films. Because didn't he get called Robin in those because he just had like a... Like, I can't even remember why. Wasn't it a motorcycle helmet? Yeah. With a Robin it was on, on it? It, was on, it was on his motorcycle helmet, yeah, but... yeah. yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that's like what his family called him when he was like as a trapeze artist. Colonel Hot Rod Lennox. That <laughs> Hot would Rod be Lennox. so funny because a lot of people like Hot Rod, and that would be the worst way. Just <laughs> 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 go like, yo, it, guess it, what? If, like, if you were going to do something like that, the better off thing would be like that's his call sign as he gets out of a jet. Hot Rod Lennox, here to save the day. I don't know. I got blown up, and now I'm just voice acting. <laughs> it's got to put in the studio time. I'm just imagining this weird scene where all like the, where all like the liquid transformers from the last movie just kind of amalgamate onto him. Oh, that would be that would be a cool just way like, to make use of them again. Like abs- like yeah, yeah, just like they absorb Duhamel. I would love it if with the the you know the transformium transformers for them to be a way to kind of bring back Reedman and and Pretender Alice from movie two. You know the things that they kind of just didn't want anyone to remember. Like, cause they're so they're vaguely similar concepts. It would be neat to see. I don't know. I just want I want Reed Man back. I liked Reed Man. Um, Ace Convoy goes on to say, "That's it for now. I have a thirty mile one way commute for work for the summer, and you guys are really keeping me going. Uh, thanks. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. You're welcome. I hope that we're we're still helping. Uh, that's that's a bummer commute. Um, Aaron's had a harder commute, I think. Um, thirty miles not, one way. Well." Uh, kind of, sort of. When I was doing construction inspection, sometimes it'd be a couple hours, maybe. Yeah, oh, but it wasn't like every day. But yeah, it wouldn't always be every day. Um, my time out in Connecticut was maybe close to that. Mm. Um, but I was getting to play with helicopters, so it was cool. Yay! Um, we also got one other question in, just a quick one. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase. Uh, point one, the quick one, is uh, the question of whether or not the media is forcing LGBT on everything, cartoons included. Is it out of hand? No, it's not. There's not enough of it. There's not enough representation anywhere. Unfair rules reminder time on the boards. You're not actually allowed to talk about any kind of political or social sensitive thing. We're cheating because we're not actually posting about it on the boards. We're talking about it in an audio form on this podcast. So if you want to reply to this particular piece of conversation, you're going to have to do it not on the message boards. Feel free to message Aaron, that's A-K-S-M-T-H, on Twitter with anything that uh, you've got to say about this particular topic. Love you, Aaron. Smooches. If you think that representation is a little bit too forced or out of hand, this is the way that I've been able to be at peace with it. The demographic it's for will tell you if it's forced out of hand or mm-hmm. off the mark. So leave it up to them. Let the demographic tell you whether or not there's an agenda, whether or not it's offensive to them, whether or not it's it's being forced. Because I find, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm fortunate in that I have a lot of friends in a lot of places. But often I find I can rely on on uh, on, on my friends to tell me um, in the, in their own reactions whether or not something that they feel was for them worked or 
really didn't work. So that's that's kind of like the the undertext of this question. The, the the crux of this question though is what do we think about Netflix Voltron? Uh, we're gonna stay focused here on the pilot, the opening three episodes, which were a movie presented as episode one on Netflix, because that's as far as Aaron's gotten. Because Aaron's you know being a casual about this, uh, yeah, not it's... not being a hardcore Voltron fan. Um, 45 hour weeks and dogs vomiting in the middle of the night Yeah, I'm you know what takes the taste of dog vomit out of your nose is a nice cool episode of Netflix Voltron no I don't think it would nah, probably not. I actually haven't, I'm just assuming I haven't got the experience um, Aaron so you so just quickly TJ how much of it have you seen whole thing yeah me too uh, okay so Aaron um, that, that pilot do you feel a hook mm-hmm. do you feel like you got the hook from that yeah i i enjoyed it um it did did what a pilot needed to do it got them where they're going it had plenty of uh hat tip nods i think to the voltron that everybody remembers mm-hmm. and uh it did did just what it needs i uh in that pilot i really liked the sort of middle act where they went to the two different planets Mm-hmm. Uh, because the the planet where the green lion was felt like one of those awesome, just trippy little sequences from a Samurai Jack episode of just like here's just this yeah. this big mm-hmm. crazy forest planet. There's a there's a weird croaking happy Sasquatch man, a sloth man, whatever. He's gonna take you on a boat ride to your lion. And I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> like that that felt like just a true moment of artistry in the midst of that that piece of storytelling. Yeah. Um, which was, it was bounced wonderfully off of, you know, the other planet where everything was going to crap. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. What can go wrong? Everything. And it is right now. Yeah. And, man, I love the characters. Uh, they they all, they they all are really inhabiting their spaces. Like, they're all built on caricature. But then they're they're filling it out, I think, really well in the performance. Yeah. Um, I, I love that Lance is just an insufferable little sack of garbage. Because he's, he's like, he's an insufferable sack of garbage, but in that particular way where it's that friend of yours who you just frigging hate, but you love him. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it, he's, he's I think, one of the best done uh, characters in that pilot. Um, also, Shiro. Uh, fantastic little, like, like there are, there are layers to the homage in Shiro. Because yeah. Shirogane was the name of Sven in the Go Lion cartoon. So think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the character I wasn't expecting much from, but I guess because Sven was around for so little time, he was basically a blank slate for the writers to work with. Yeah. And also, like, our, our our boy Josh Keaton playing that character. Originally our, Jack Darby of Transformers Prime. He's come so far. I mean, he was also J- Spider-Man. <laughs> hey, more giant robots. All good. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he also just had a kid. Um, I yeah. caught a bit of an interview where the feeling of um, of wanting to care for somebody in the form of wanting to care for his newborn was something he brought to the performance as Shiro wanting to care for his new team, which I think is super cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to go too much farther past that, but uh, you know, here's the elephant in the room. That combination sequence is pretty choice, guys. There was a Gal Gygar fan that's very happy in me right now. Two two of those internal locking mechanism shots were right down to, like, the angles. Those were Gal Gygar shots. Mm. I'm just pleased. I'm pleased. 
Uh, I only have one problem with that sequence is I think that the pause before the face plate opens to reveal Voltron's face, that pause is about 25 frames too long and it feels kind of awkward every time. Like when the black lion's mouth opens and it kind of just sits there. Yeah. I want something to be happening. Even just like the light of energy traveling up the body into the head or something. It's just, it feels like this weird, awkward pause at the very end. Um, yeah, there needs to be like some kind of like yeah. energy flash or something to show like it's activated now and now here's the face. Yeah. Otherwise, like that design is gorgeous. I could I could dig that. I guess I've only seen the one transformation, so it would be just a uh, um like they really wanted the drama moment, but if that's still the same like clip. It's I mean it's the same. I, I will see say that being They they don't always go to the stock part for that animation yeah yeah like, and they mix it up a little bit okay. like they don't always show the whole thing i think i think though every version of it they always have that linger and like I, I can tell that linger is meant to be kind of a moment of drama but there's nothing visual happening to build me up that last little hill this is me also just being particular right and, and i'm only being this particular on that sequence because it's also so good i want it to be even better even just a small push zoom you know like something i could Man, that would, that would just top it off so nice. Um, but I, I I love that Voltron design, and I hope a high-end toy of it happens. Because uh, the toy license is apparently, uh, for that show, is owned by Playmates. I don't think Playmates makes bad toys. I just don't think they make collector toys. So mm-hmm. it would be a bummer if that's all that we get. Um, same way I think it's a bummer that's all that Ninja Turtles fans are really getting for, uh, for Nick Turtles. Um... Yeah, I, uh, I I think it's a great show. I think it's worth checking out. Uh, I think that the best description of it I've seen is it's the, it's like these guys made the Voltron show that we all remember that didn't actually happen. I don't know if yes. any of you guys have ever gone back to try to watch all of Voltron. Yeah, it, no, I, I get that analysis. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. like they, I, anima- I made the... they animated in the rose tinted glasses. Don't yeah. don't go back to watch all of old Voltron. FYI, <laughs> uh, no. I, I, my whole childhood, all I ever had for Voltron was the the pilot movie, like, you know, the five-part pilot. And mm-hmm. I spent decades thinking that's all that there ever was for Voltron. Then when the DVDs came out, I was like, finally, I can fill in this gap in my knowledge. Like an hour into the post-pilot ones, I was just like, I think I filled the gap. The gap is, I don't want to watch anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I made the mistake recently of trying to go back and watch Mask yet again. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is... No, this isn't it. One or two yeah. episodes at a what time, is, and that show's fine. What is, what is this? For some, no, there's just some things that are better left to nostalgia. Like if you want, if you think you miss old Voltron, YouTube the combination sequence, maybe the Blazing Sword, and that's it. There's yeah. things in that show like Pidge's voice actor you don't need to remember. Yeah, yeah. holy crap! Mm-hmm. If you ever want to get sick of someone talking? Listen to Pidge for a whole season in oh, original Voltron. Oh god. Don't. Uh, like, like like with your with your long hang on the S, I thought you were going to say second. Not season. Oh, no. I mean, I don't mind Pidge <laughs> in the five parter, because he also doesn't talk a whole lot. But Sven is better in the five. Sven is the reason to go back and watch old Voltron. Because he's hilarious. With a dumbass accent that he's got. Um also but another thing about New Voltron. Uh, speaking to the whole show, I'm not gonna say why. First, I think this is actually the only good Pidge that has ever been written. You know, I can agree with that. Going through 
Voltron Force and a couple comic reboot attempts. Yeah, it always feels like in a new Voltron show. I mean, I, I don't have a comprehensive knowledge. I don't actually like watch them all the way through, but I always come away feeling like they kind of got Keith and Lance. They got a funny version of Hunk. They tried too hard to do something cool with Pidge and it made him worse. Um, this is the first time I think that I could say this is a well-written Pidge that I would actually want to watch more. Yeah, um, I, I would actually go as far as to say Pidge is my favorite character in the show. Yeah, I mean, it helps that Pidge isn't talking like this for oh, the whole don't, stupid thing. Don't. Like, all respect to the voice actor, how the hell you could do that for, like, however many episodes Voltron was without your throat just trying to well, leave. Okay, so, so so here's how it goes. You've seen, like, the big, uh, like, wood clamps? Yeah. Like, the, the squeeze-handled <laughs> wood clamps? You do that on the front of your throat? Yeah, just put a not, clamp yeah. on your you throat. Don't get, you, don't, you don't get the carotids. Yeah. You just you just get the front you of the throat. squeeze that Adam's that, apple you... until it's like an Adam's pee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, God. exactly. Pidge. Um, yeah, new Pidge is good. I love, I love all the new kids. New Hunk is great, too. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of worry I, they... I, Go ahead. I was going to say, it's dumb and goofy that he gets, like, airsick... But at the same time, I I thought it was legitimately funny as with the follow on thought of like, oh, and he's going to be piloting this cat lion thing all the time. Yeah. The the only thing that I, I kind of got sick of was him literally puking. Yeah. Because eventually it was kind of like, listen, once you do this like two or three times and you don't like you, you just mention in joking about cleaning it, cleaning it up. The way my brain works is, no, who cleaned it up? Where did it go? Yeah. Well, not just that. I mean, <laughs> at that point, just like showing him, just like e- even being able to have like the moment of concern of like, yeah. I mean, do you, you guys can get this right because the last time I like all over the cockpit, yeah. and you could get some other humor without it being directly like bark. I, I just yeah. find I find puke humor where the puking actually happens really quickly crosses into the world of like fart booger humor. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's like especially in the case of this show, I'm kind of like I think you're better than this. To be fair, they did pull one fart joke. They did, and that fart joke, I still don't know how I feel about it because <laughs> I'm like I'm like I just I mean I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, God, someone but it's punch like, him. like you said, it's 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 something that Lance in your group of friends would probably do. Yeah, and I, and and like, you know Lance gets comeuppance for every crappy thing he does, so it's like okay, like we're. I feel like cosmically Lance is in balance here. <laughs> um, speaking of masks, did you guys see the, the the designs for the new mask comic? Yeah, those look those look solid to me. Like I've seen people saying like those don't look like the mask I remember, and I, I don't. I actually don't understand what they're talking about. Like, unless I'm just like not detail oriented with my memory of mask, all those guys look like mask drivers. They do. Yeah, all They're... the uniforms look good and like similar to, or similarly themed to what the toys would have been. Yeah, like like yeah. um, what's his name? Brad? What's his name? Like you know the guy with the green bike copter. Yeah, his his mask like because ob- it's like the iconic mask. Like it doesn't look like it, except like I didn't really notice that till like a day later. <laughs> Because he's still wearing a yellow suit, like Gloria Baker's wearing like a yellow, a yellow and green suit. Like it just it, the 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 Matt Tracker and Miles Mayhem suits frigging look like 
them like i don't mm-hmm. I, I the 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 strong like i mean there is a different strong debate of course but like when when the strong debate was even getting into the point of the costume designs i'm like what are you talking about and and do you actually care about mask this much because i don't know anyone who cares about mask this much and i like mask <laughs> yeah a lot of times i see some of those and it b- being from a fandom that frequently has the well that's not my insert statement here i saw that that was a whole lot of that's not my insert statement here where i just wanted to be like man it's what have we had before we had the thing 30 years ago yeah let it let let them let them maybe flex a little bit in 30 years because apparently it wasn't good enough to keep going before and now they're just trying to hit some nostalgia so let them hit the high points for us and let it be something that's you can sell in the modern comic shop that maybe can turn into something more than just a comic shop thing. Hey, maybe I would maybe poop myself a little bit if they came out with mass toys with today's God, toys technology. That would be nice. I just think yeah. when it co- when like there's things where it co- it happens and you're like, okay, you got your memories, blah blah. When it happens with mask, I'm kind of like, no, no. Unless you can prove something to me here, you haven't watched like for most people who are getting mad about mask. I'm like, you haven't watched mask for like two decades. I would bet you actual mm-hmm. dollars. You haven't watched Mask in any way you can remember and appreciate for years. This is coming from nowhere. <laughs> like, a lot of stuff comes from nowhere, but, like, especially with things like Mask, it's, like, so transparent. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you you don't even... Do you even know what the last season of Mask was? The grand joke that is the last season of Mask? You probably don't. I do. I'm not telling you now. Ha! Stupid racing show. Miles Mayhem's twin brother, who's dumb. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of excited about that mask comic now. Like at first, I was like, that comic was falling into the realm of I hope this thing isn't gonna suffer out of the gate because of the um, now I forgot the name of it, the big event. It's not called Unity because that's what I keep thinking it's called. You know, the Hasbro's Boys Toys Universe. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? Revolution? Is that what it's? Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because the number one. Um, XRID or whatever came out recently. Did it? That's what made me tell. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. Or the Road to Revolution or whatever. Oh, okay. Because yeah, there's X-rated is still uh, using the fifties numbers. Or no, so then it's the other. Oh, one, till the, all are one. Till all are one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some, I, I, I just saw that that was a banner on one of the Transformers titles that then when i was at the comic shop was like hey be sure and pull mask and i had one of the guys that i believe at this point just lives in the comic shop was gave me some of that grousing about mask stuff you're like all right and i was like man you no no you don't you don't start this because you're gonna get into a discussion that you have no way of winning yeah because you have you you remember stuff but it's not what you think it was and just it's like, hey, buddy, tell me a mask name that's not T-Bob. Oh! Uh! Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm actually really psyched for that ROM comic book. Did you Did you guys take a look at all at the Issue Zero, the free comic book day ROM comic? I did not no. end up with that one. It's super good. Like, uh, I, I, I would assume that maybe it's up digitally now for free? If it is, like, uh, the free comic book day ROM Space Night issue was, like, holy friggin' solid. Um, and, and it, it ended with like an issue zero for action man that was kind of okay. And this is before they dropped the news about revolution. So I was already feeling good about those two series. 
Um, I actually kind of got good feelings about all of this now. Anyway, I'll, now we also just snuck in a book club, so you're welcome, everyone. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then come back with some what we got this week. So stay tuned. This is going to be a rock-solid quick break. Mask. Die Neuen sind da. Das Abenteuer beginnt. Auf der heißen Jagd verwandelst du deinen Käfer in Motorrad- und Luftkissenboot. Plötzlich der Angriff. Schnell, Hilfe von der Basis. Sportwagen, klar, machen zu Hubschrauber und Shuttle einsatz. Wie wird es ausgehen? Mask, deine Fantasie ist ihre Stärke. We're back from that intermission and we're ready to talk about what we got this week. We're going to talk about Transformers and Transformer alikes we got this week. And then we're going to talk about other things we got this week. Aaron, did you get any Transformers this week? Nope. Uh, synced, quick. The way I like it, no Transformers on Aaron's end. Why is he on the Transformers podcast? I don't know. And I'm saying this despite the fact that you friggin' bought Victorion last week. I still don't have one myself. Yeah, um. there's, there's, I'm in that between area. We're <laughs> waiting for Computron to show up and all those, you know, the Titans Return stuff to show up. We're, we're in that lull. And, uh, and we're, G2 Bruticus just dropped in my area um, at my, lo my local Toys R Us. There are six Victorions and two or three G2 Bruticuses. It's a shame that they're like... So you've actually seen a Victorion in the store and not bought it, and you're going to give me a hard time about not buying Transformers. I got Well, I got sent a picture of it. Okay. What? I, oh, 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 okay. So do you do you not know how to get to that Toys R Us? I don't know. No, I mean, I, I just didn't want it. But uh, also, at Toys R Us, they're 150 plus tax, and so far, with the two G2 guys, Superion and Menasaur, I waited, and I was able to get them for a, a happy Amazon discount. So I'm I'm trying to continue doing that, sticking to my ways. But uh, no, Aaron's a true fan. He's 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 been there. He's mm -hmm. he's considered buying packaging variants at least once. Considered, I did for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I was, I was making that nicer than it was. Uh, TJ, did you get any Transformers this week? Uh, I have a deluxe groove. I do too. Let's talk about it. Oh, crap. Yeah, I do, too. Oh, yeah, so I forgot about that. I got it right after. <laughs> was it was say, the crushed the, package. Yeah, uh, were you the one yeah. that had a one that was, like, stepped yeah. into the box? Oh, I got all hey. these Transformers. I don't even remember how many Transformers I got. Welcome I to Aaron forgetting everything <laughs> I, due to lack of I'll, sleep. I'll be honest. There's part of me. I know he got that. Please don't let him remember. I want to get to this. <laughs> uh, wow. Let's talk about yeah. group, guys. Because um, I, got, I right. got mine, too. I, uh... Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just getting too comfortable with doing this. I got him, opened him, and I was like, his joints feel fine. And then I immediately tightened his hips and knees out of sheer habit. I my knee tightened. Oh, okay. Mm. I mean, my, mine weren't tight. They were they were on the cusp. But I was like, well, this is easy. And <laughs> mine were the other side of the cusp. Oof. Yeah. He. Uh, it's it's not that hard to do. I mean, the hips are are easy enough because you just dip the balls. <laughs> yeah. But the knees, uh, the Combiner Wars Deluxe, if you get a Q-tip out and dip that into your floor polish, then just wipe the Q-tip on the knee, like the disc in the middle, work the joint a bunch, mm -hmm. then wipe it on the disc again, work the joint a bunch, totally works for me. Okay. Q-tip works like a sponge, sorry, a sponge, and uh, delivers it all uh, nice and even-like. Um, TJ, I gotta know, do you uh, do you, do you feel like you're, you actually want to replace Rook with Groove? Uh... I absolutely do. Okay. That's mostly so I could have a Rook and a Defensor at the same time. You, you think that Rook is, is almost like outclassing Defensor here? It, it's making the rest of them look bad, honestly. Mm. Do you want to make Rooker skates? 
God, I'm so tempted to make Rooker skates. <laughs> I need one more Rook, but friggin... Please, please tell me that's not the term. Uh, well, Aaron just said it, so I'm just going with it. I, this we call it yes and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh... I think I think Gru's actually cooler than I was expecting. I thought he was going to be worse. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, it's it's still the same like clamshell leg transformation that every Combiner Wars toy has, which but something feels weird. Kind about of sad because it. it's it's like it's particular this time. Yeah, like um, I, I mentioned last week, and now that I have him in hand, I gotta still agree with it. Uh, XV did a, a, I think it was, I'm really sure it was XV who said it. Um, and if if I was already corrected from last week's podcast, and I'm just gonna make that mistake again, but uh, Groove feels like somebody looked at Combiner Wars and then tried to make one themselves, because he he's less like a Combiner Wars toy and more like a toy that is really successfully mimicking Combiner Wars. Uh, I, I can kind of see that. Like everything he does is Combiner Wars, but then everything also is slightly weird. This is the yeah, best way I can I, put I, it. I can see that. Yeah. Like, getting his legs together, they use the clamshell thing, but there's all this other weird stuff, like lining up the tires and trying to tab the seat down onto his butt, mm-hmm. or, or his back, like, and, and you know, it's... Yeah, the way that the arms work... Yeah, I put them Across in... <laughs> all, all three sets of modes. I Because I it took me forever, because I didn't touch the instructions to begin with. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out why his why his kickstand. Th- well, yeah, they're all Combiner Wars toys. They're all basically the same. Why his too. kickstand <laughs> thing was like on the wrong side of it. I'm like, did I get something misassembled? I just tried to do the aerial box transformation, on? and there's tabs for his arms down there for leg mode. So I'm like, yeah. let's put his arms there. Why is the kickstand not anywhere near the ground? This doesn't make any sense. And like, I had to. I, did, I almost got the instructions out, and I was like, I, I looked at the packaging, and I was like, oh. I still had to get the instructions out to double check the arm mode, but like, yeah, this, this yeah, he's he's just weird. I don't, TJ. Do you do you get the same vibe off him or? Yeah, he does work kind of odd. Like he does. I, I I don't know. Like I didn't have that issue. I, I think just because I'd seen him so much at that point, I kind of knew his arms were supposed to go that way. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah, that was that was uh that was that was not an experience we had shared, but he does feel a little bit odd. And I, I'm not sure if that's just because, like, it's a motorcycle. You know, like, maybe that's kind of throwing me off on the engineering-wise, but... I, I thought about that. I I mean, aside from the... The only part of that that I think really is weird is just the the order of operations for the back half. Like, it, like when do you actually flip those wheels down? That's what I was mm-hmm. having... To, yeah, that's what was kind of annoying me for a bit. You have to flip them out of the way before you finish, because if they're still flipped in robot mode position, they're actually blocking his leg from filling the inside of the the clamshell deal. Yeah, which interesting. I didn't notice for ages. I spent such a long time sitting there going like, what is wrong with me that I can't do the action, like this one piece of transformation I have literally done hundreds of times in the last, like, like six months. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> Um, uh, t- uh, tell me how the back does the back tire on yours align okay? Eventually, um, yeah, that super fiddly. Yeah, on mine, yeah, it's extremely particular. Y- you've got because it has the like quarter parts on the inside of it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you have to bring m- look at those, make sure they're lined up because they won't self-align at least on mine, and then kind of soft put them together before you squeeze everything else together. So they they don't self-align easily. 
there's a certain point where if you start spinning them, they'll kind of catch and self-align, I found. But it's extremely hard to describe. Because <laughs> it's something you kind of have to do in the middle of the whole transformation. Mm -hmm. The thing that Groove does, he manages to be a complicated Combiner Wars Deluxe. Against all odds. Yeah. Just in that in the back section. And it's it's not it's not complicated in terms of what you're doing. It's just that everything is bumping into everything. And it's it's kind of it's kind of just weird. Um I really like him though as as a, a full piece. Like coming with two guns and the hand foot gun makes him look like rude mean. Uh and I like that in his bike mode you can put his hand foot gun like just up where a driver could even be like working it as a turret behind the windshield. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. Also, I like the kickstand. I like he actually has a kickstand. Yeah. That's an, that's yeah, a I'm nice glad that they piece. didn't make it like the guns on his sides will kickstand it. Mm. It could have. I probably yeah, wouldn't have even complained. That, yeah, that would have seemed like a very kind of easy out. Um, so have either, like, TJ, have you have you put him on a Defensor yet? Not yet. He's been hanging out on my desk for a while now. Same here. <laughs> Aaron, have you put him on Defensor yet? Nope. I still need what? to get back to where Defensor ended up. What is up with Groove? He's so weird. He just sits here I, on my desk. Well, there, because he, it was so much later. Had Groove come out... In this context, you know, again, kind of going back to what we we're talking about, BotCon. If it came out in this context right now, yeah, it would have been easy because it's out and dealing with everything. I, I uh, think right now, it's you got to go dig something up, get it out from behind everything else. I think there's almost like because this was like the toy that was denied to us for so long. You either bought like a big expensive box set out of Japan, or you were out of luck. There's almost a glow to him that he's now on my desk that I don't want him to just be a leg off somewhere in a shelf. Yeah, like you don't want him to gel away into the mush. Kind of want to appreciate him for a little while. I am. Um, I'm still really into the idea if he becomes more plentiful when all the apparently October restocks, according to retailers anyway, uh, for him happen. I'm still thinking it would be kind of cool to get two of him and like paint them up as junkions. To go with that hmm. uh, that Combiner Wars Rekgar. It could it'd be kind of cool looking. Like these two arms and a vest that can plug onto Defensor. I'm still into that idea. I just thought you were hoping for just those three. Oh, yeah, just, just driving around, being cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd be fine with that too. <laughs> Rekgar is now this little guy that rides his friends. I, I've, I've realized over the last couple of years, I just really like Junkions. And uh, an easy way to get me to buy a whole lot of one toy is to make it Junkions that can ride each other. The thing about the Junkions is you could have a whole bunch of them in different molds and they still kind of work together. Yeah, they're like, it's, it's, you, I think, because there's a couple Masterpiece alike third-party Junkions on the way out now. I think you could even mix those in with the, with all the other ones and it would just kind of work. They'd be like the Juggernaut Junkions. Well, because they're all supposed to be... They're Junkions, right? Yeah. Like, they're cobbled mm -hmm. together kind of robot guys in the first place, and they all vaguely look the same, but they all vaguely look different, too. So it yeah. almost works to have the different aesthetics mixed together. Well, like, the mm -hmm. it's, it's Keith's Fantasy Club. They're putting out a Wreck Gar and then just, like, a Junkion as a two-pack, 
but they made it so you can switch their arms, switch their shoulder pads, and even switch, like, their chests. But not, like, the whole torso, just the front of the chest and the head. So they've created this, like, build system within these Junkions. And it apparently hinted somewhere that they have, like, six other decos they might release with, like, different heads and stuff. And I'm like, this is, like, if you do this right, this will print money. Like, like basically a Masterpiece-scale buildable Junkion buck. Where you can mm-hmm. swap the parts around as much as you want, make them all asymmetrical, whatever. I was like, I was like, that's genius. That's actually a really good idea. Um, Groove's pretty cool too, though. Uh, I, I really like his light piping. I don't mind the half painted head because I think it's it's making his eyes almost permanently lit up, even though they're they're lit up like just soggy white. Um, quality on mine's been pretty good too. Like I actually get detents on his elbows. Uh, which, but yeah. they feel like the kind of detents not everyone's going to get. Um, so, I mean, Aaron, yours is kind of loose. TJ, is yours feeling feeling all right joint-wise? Yeah, mine feels perfectly fine. Well, and, the, and the thing is, mine is just on the... It's not wiggly loose. It's just on the other side of, like, a little bit looser than what I would like. Hmm. If you get what I'm saying. I can fix it up for you. Just give me some floor polish yeah. and some Q-tips. Yeah, the floor polish is around here somewhere. I know I saw it as I was trying to space things out so I can get a new desk. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else about Groove you guys want to drop in? You guys think that uh, it's going to be May next year when we get Shuttle Blast off? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if it would be a little bit sooner than that. Some other kind of, I, I I don't know, just throw it in because type excuse. Like I think October actually is a time when. Yeah, October would be good. Like I, I, something tells me, like if they wait as far as May, then they've lost the window. Like I I think it's I think the demand for it's going to cool off by then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Because last week I mentioned, I think it came up when I was talking to Seth, and I was saying like, "Yeah, next May," because that's May mayhem. But yeah, like it, I feel like now that the toy is is hitting production, like that that Bruticus set is out this month, like it's going to be all right. We're done making Unite Warriors Bruticuses. How do we repurpose this mold for America? Let's get that going. Um, DJ, anything else Transformers wise on your end? No, I'm. In that same little pocket of please, Titans Return, come out so I have something relevant. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know how you feel. I, I, I do have some relevant things myself. Uh, I, w- I was able to get up to some business. It's almost entirely unofficial product. So gird your loins. I'm also trying to grab all my photos because I, I got so into talking about Groove I didn't actually pull out any photos of anything. Um because I'm a good podcaster. But I, I got I got a couple unofficial things. Um, and I've got some photos up now. One of those things I got, this actually came direct from DNA Designs. DNA Designs is a company, their first thing they're releasing is a uh, Combiner Wars Devastator upgrade set. It's the third one on the market. But many people, myself included, were actually waiting for this one. Because personally, I think this one looks the best uh, of, of all the implementations of what it's doing. Um... And it's uh, it's doing you know the, the gamut of what these usually do. It's adding a, a a full cab to Mixmaster. It's it's bulking out the shoulders on Devastator so that you know the entire tread moves as part of the shoulder. Uh, the reason I like DNA's more than a lot of the other ones is twofold. Number one, the way that they're doing the the extra shoulder bulk I think is the smoothest looking. 
and it I believe it's the only one that doesn't place the outward shoulder joint up at the same level as like Devastator's own head. Like it keeps the shoulder down where the shoulder more naturally would sit. Um, uh-huh. It's also a big, heavy, ratcheted piece. And another thing I like about these is that the shoulder chunks are sculpted so that they also double as giant double-barreled laser cannons when you don't have Devastator all put together. Uh, you can see in that vehicle mode photo that they're sitting along the sides of Long Haul, which also means Long Haul is now literally a tank. Uh, it kind of works for him. The uh, forearm extensions and new hands also, like, they integrate with the old forearms to either make them longer missile launchers or split into two small missile launchers. So you get, like, two more handheld missile launchers out of the whole thing. Um, and then the Mixmaster cab, if you look at it, when it's a foot, it's shorter than when it's a cab in vehicle mode because uh, it has a bunch of moving parts to add, like, a front bumper section where the center of the bumper section is the top of Mixmaster's helmet. Like, those two nubs on the front are the missiles that are sticking out over his head. So the side bumper parts add additional nubs, so there's four of those nubs, so it kind of looks like just detailing. Um, also, that silver square on the front is just the actual Unite Warriors Devastator foot. So I like this cab add-on because it's not just a box that clamps over top of the foot. It actually integrates the, the existing foot in, and then in robot mode, like the, there's seams along the sides, those parts like slide back a little bit to actually transform and not just have an entire cab hanging off of his back so i i just prefer what dna designs went for in 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 their approach to all of these things uh there are some downsides like there's a new head with light up eyes it, it more or less almost entirely resembles the original head problem is that it just it's just mounted you attach it to a green plate that you just then plug in up top so mm-hmm. the original head is also still up there but folded away in the purple box I think they did that because I found out when I I was thinking, hey, can't I just put this head in place of the original? I took the screw out of the back of the Devastator head, on the like the original Devastator head. I couldn't actually split it apart because I think it's glued together in like 500 places. So I, I spent a good 10 minutes with an X-Acto knife trying to work along the seam around the side of, of Devastator's head. I couldn't split it apart for the life of me. So I suspect that, because in their original photographs, this new head was on the purple platform that would fold away. So I think that they designed it for that, and then at some point realized, average Joe Public can't get that head off. So instead it just comes on a parts-forming plank. Um, hopefully when this set actually hits retail, someone can figure out whether or not it can swap in place of the original head. I tried, but I just couldn't get it out of there. <laughs> Uh, the other downside is, for all the locking mechanisms on the shoulders, the original Devastator forward and backward shoulder joint does not get locked in place. So if you try to get him to hold his gun, the weight of the gun, number one, makes his elbow droop, unless you fix that, and then if you didn't also fix his shoulder, it makes the original shoulder droop, even though the new shoulder joint next to it is fully ratcheted. So there's still some like little bits and pieces here that I think are are not super up to par, but... Everything it's doing, I think it's doing in a way I prefer to the X2 add-on or the Perfect Effect add-on. So, uh, it, it's living up to most of my expectations. Working on the review of that, hopefully, is done by Friday. Um, were either of you guys in the market at all for add-ons for your Devastators, or were you just working satisfied with what you got? I don't have a Devastator, so I'm happy with what I have. Why do I think you have a Devastator? 
I don't know. I, I think because you, you make the assumption he's because you the bought cool me kids. one and you haven't given it to me. I think I generally just assume you have everything and then work backwards from that in conversation. Yeah, I <laughs> I saw Devastator like once, and then I haven't actually seen it again, and I didn't care enough about it to go hunting. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm not going to tell you why did you get a Devastator? He's perfect. Like he's he's not perfect. But uh, TJ, what about you? Um, no, I'm. I'm very much in the camp of I'm I enjoy toys for what they are, not what I wish they were. So you're, you're like, it's not like you you look at Devastator and go like, man, I wish. Yeah, I am not. the uh, Yeah, I'm not the type to to spend money on an upgrade in general. Like even when it's official, <laughs> like, well, you buy the Japanese version. Now it's got all these new paint apps and, then, you know, maybe a new weapon or something and like, you know, I'm good. Because ultimately, for the price I'm spending, I'm not going to enjoy it that much more. Yeah, like, you're not getting that moment out of it, really. Yeah, like, if there's 90% of a toy that I'm enjoying, I'm not going to... Yeah, I'm I'm not going to up up my investment in the toy 50 or sometimes 100% just because, well, I wish... You know, it'd be nice if it did this. Yeah, for for me with Devastator, it's like I like, especially the Unite Warriors version. I like the, the stock Devastator, but the like, and, and we've talked about it before. Like the way his shoulders, like you know, when you actually start moving them and they start looking thinner in the bicep. Mm-hmm. I, I the one thing I wanted was a nice smooth shoulder augmentation to make the whole vehicle move as the shoulder. Um, and then the Perfect Effect one didn't quite do it for me. The X two version placed the shoulder joint like incredibly, like it placed the shoulder joint like borderline over his head and it just that aesthetically just didn't work for me so this is the only one that does the thing i want um and so it was a happy surprise when they were like hey do you want a review copy because i was like all right yeah i was gonna buy it anyway but (laughs) this makes it all happen faster um the other large thing i did so you guys know how they make those unofficial combiner toys uh yeah yeah, no, I've uh, not heard of that. Uh, what are they? It's it's like it's like it's like Transformers, but like second party Transformers. Okay. Um, so the the TFC Toys who did Hercules, you know how TFC Toys did Hercules, and then they released more toys, but less people were buying them. Mm-hmm. It's kind mm-hmm. of the story of their life. This year, they've kind of turned it around. Um, I heard a lot of good things about the Lyo Kaiser they're doing, which is called Hades. And then I was just cruising through the thread, and someone said, hey, eBay seller Baba Bobo, is he's already selling the Lyokaiser toys for cheaper than most everyone else. He's now knocked them all down another percentage. So if you if you were like me, didn't have any of them, uh, instead of, like, you know, spending 400 US, $100 per figure on the four existing ones through Baba Bobo, who's fun name to say, uh, at the time of his sale, the four of them would have cost 300 US dollars shipped to Canada. And Baba Bobo ships, like, when he ships stuff, he ships on a Wednesday and it's here on a Monday. Um, that's better than a lot of Chinese sellers on eBay. <laughs> that's what I'll say. So I kind of did it. Uh, I'll send you guys a picture of what Hades looks like. This is the com- fully combined one with the two members who aren't out yet. Uh, TFC Toys really did turn it around. These feel these feel like what you would have hoped TFC would have turned into after Hercules. Like, um, TJ, you've, you've had a Hercules, right? Yeah. And back then, that toy felt pretty cool, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and so imagine if they actually did grow as a company, what, like, how many years ago was that? Was that 2013? Was that thing 2012? It's been a while now. Yeah, so 
the Hades toys feel like an actual four-year growth from the people who would have worked on uh, Hercules. Um, they actually feel so different, I think they must have called in some other designers for this, because it just it feels very good. It doesn't feel, like, perfect. There, there are a few problems I have here and there. Um, although the problems I have primarily are with the combined mode. They're not with the individual figures. The individual figures are super strong. It's just that, like, Hellbat in arm mode, the top chunk, unless I'm missing something, and the instructions suck, so I haven't even been looking at them. <laughs> I tried. They're garbage. There's, it's, you know, imagine, okay, imagine, like, grayscale instructions, and now imagine that every picture has been shrunken to fit on the page, so all the pictures are mm -hmm. extremely small. And so now imagine when you do what I do, and you just give up, and then go and watch a video. Um, I don't see a way, like, there's a lot of things that tab together up there on the chunk where the nose cone is sticking out. But there's not enough for it to fully tab together, which means when I'm moving the thing, because of course I've built a one-legged, one-armed Lyokaiser. Uh, the nose cone just kind of flops a little bit here and there, and I just find it kind of annoying. Um, Thanatos, Kill Bison, the leg that came out. This isn't a big problem, but stuff that is friction tabbed, not tabbed, but friction locked together down at the bottom has a tendency to unpop itself when you start working the ratchet joint in the ankle. This doesn't make the leg fall apart. It just makes a flap on the leg start, like, sticking out a bit. But it's, it's just enough to bother me. <laughs> um, the cool thing is that the foot is fully integrated into Kill Bison, which is like, hey, on a $600 combiner, if you fully integrate the hands and feet, or at least the feet, that's pretty cool. Uh, the hands are not integrated, but Hellbat comes with two hands that are just, like, pointy-fingered hands. When Guyhawk comes out, he's going to come with two blasters that turn into hands as an option if you want to have everything as integrated as possible. So I kind of like that that's in there. I think for Lyokaiser, that's kind of the thing, since he was the combiner who integrated everything. Yeah, and... Almost everything. I can appreciate that hands are, a, like, posable hands are a lot harder to integrate than posable feet. Um, especially into, like, two jets, basically. So I like mm -hmm. the idea that he basically has, like, handguns hand as options if you don't want to use the, you know, just your usual plug-em-in combiner hands. Also, this is kind of cool. The way the Lyokaiser helmet works, it's inside of Leozak's uh, chest, and then it, it, it folds up on a peg, like, on, a, on an arm that you can unpeg from the back of it. It basically works like Masterpiece Star Saber's helmet in a way, and that's kind of cool. Like, the helmet, the Lyokaiser helmet is integrated into Leozak. And it, it, it's super neat. Um, so I like him. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait until until Bob Bobo gets uh, Drillhorn. Uh, if that was his name, I can't remember. Yeah, Drillhorn and Guyhawk. Iacos mm -hmm. uh, and Hypnos. And then uh, I think it'll turn out pretty cool. Like, the one-armed, one-legged Lyokaiser, it looks real cool. Um, I like him a lot. The, the, the four figures, they stand on their own pretty well if they aren't Jaruga. Uh, Jaruga is the one figure who suffers from the, what I call, member of a team syndrome, where the figure has tons of shortcomings that you're letting go because he's the member of a team. Uh -huh. Speaking of Devastator. Yeah, the crotch. The crotch. <laughs> like, it's not as egregious as Long Haul because he doesn't have to have, like, a huge bucket or anything, but he's just not as good as the other three as a standalone toy in many ways. Um, but on the bright side... Leozak is great, um, Hellbat is great, Killbison is great, and Guyhawk and Drillhorn are basically, like, heavy retools of Hellbat and Killbison. So, I know that the worst figure is Jaruga, because the other two are going to be, like, two figures that I like. So, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Um, 
And then, this is the thing. So, TFC, right? They're doing a Lyokaiser, who's actually pretty good. They're also doing a Piranicon. The first one of those came out. And people are saying that thing feels even better than their Lyokaiser guys. So, like, TFC friggin' turned it around, apparently. Um, which is making me feel kind of good. I'm like, hey, I didn't want you guys to kind of end as the punchline of third-party discussion. So, grats for turning it around. And for, like bringing back unofficial combiners when most companies had moved on to unofficial masterpiece alikes. Because, um, like it or not, the chances of anyone else doing Piranicon or Lyokaiser right now are slimmer because the money is in doing masterpiece alikes. So it's less likely that other companies are going to do them unless they can really passion project it. Incidentally, it's actually well-timed since we know... What Lyokaiser we are getting from Combiner Wars is not going to satisfy a lot of people. Absolutely. Like, it's, it's like, this Hades thing is, like, a perfect equation. Like, they, that's the thing about it that, that impresses me, too. TFC could have really kind of half-shot this out the gun, and probably people still would have bought it because it's the only Lyokaiser. Um, so the fact that the thing has a modicum of quality above what they've done before, in my experience anyway, my limited experience, uh, is, like, icing on the cake. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm real impressed. I'm also real impressed because I got the four of them for 300 bucks, not 400 bucks, which also helps a lot. Like when you look at these guys as like $80 toys or $85 toys, even they're way better than if they're like $100 toys. Um, but yeah, they're like the only thing about Lyokaiser, you know, the, do you remember the Energon style combiner port that Hercules used? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Guess what they're still using on Lyokaiser. Really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, but guess what? Um, the first of their Seacons came out, and he act be I think because Piranicon has to be able to hold an entire member as a gun, they've finally changed their combiner port on Piranicon. Um, I don't really know how it works, because the torso's not out. But that's the other thing. So TFC, of all people, their Piranicon, each of the limbs can be an arm or a leg or a gun. So they're doing the full Scramble City triple changer limb thing. Uh, with Piranicon. So, I'm, I think I might get that thing too down the road. <laughs> I can't believe in 2016 I'm, I'm like hyped for two TFC toys combiners. You know? <laughs> After the last couple years. Um, the last thing I got was something everyone had been waiting for a while, uh, to come out. Was way back, I ordered some of Non-F Productions Combiner Wars Hands and Feet. Uh, so I am going to show you guys some Twitter pictures of what they look like, because I haven't taken... I, this is what I was building before we started recording. It was at least one hand and one foot. So these were in production for a while, and the hands especially look nothing like the photos that were put out way back when Non-F put up the pre-orders, because he kept um, iterating on the designs. The feet also changed a whole lot. They now have a toe joint. Um, the only thing about them is you have to assemble them yourself, and they come out raw. Uh, like, like, do you guys, have you heard of Mold Flash? Uh-huh. What do you guys think of when you think of Mold Flash? Do you think of, like, bits of sprue sticking off? Do you think of, like, a, a little line around the edge? Generally, it's a line around the edge where the two mold pieces don't come together entirely. So, the Mold Flash on these is straight up, you know how on a steel mold there's a point, there's a part that you usually don't see, which is the part where all the plastic was pumped into the mold that would then manifest as, mm -hmm. like, a stick, right? Some of these parts just had a literal booger of plastic hanging off the side from where the mold injection point was. 
Okay. Very easy to remove, but these are garage kit as garage kits. Um, yeah, the uh, the like tarsal cover piece looks like it has a big line of flash on it. The gray piece uh, that covers the top of the foot. Here. Oh yeah, there's like that's that's got a little. That's nothing compared to to what you could be seeing here. Um, so just to, to tell you guys about you know how you have to put these together, I'm going to now send you the instructions. Uh, go go to that news and scroll down, and you'll see all the parts you get for two hands and two feet. Um, you also get a bag of screws. Oh wow! And you you can also see the mold flash a little bit more on this. Like that top picture is everything, and then the next picture is with all the flash cleaned off. Like there's a lot, mm-hmm. lot of mold flash. Um, so these are garage kits. Uh, the nice thing is that everything you know is provided. You, know, you get all the screws that you need. Um, and the plastic that Non-F uses has a really interesting flex to it only when you're working on it with tools. Like, if you if you actually take, like, a piece of this, like, one of the, like, the thumb here, I'm, I'm squeezing it, it feels solid. But if you clip into it, it's not, like, a brittle, like, you know, like, when you, if you were to snip, like, say, gunpla plastic. Um, mm-hmm. This plastic has, like, as you dig into it with clippers, it has kind of a soft bite. So it actually feels nice to cut into that doesn't sound too creepy um the other cool thing so the foot the feet are cool they're neat uh and and everything about all of these things there are there's screw tightenability on the ball socket ankles so it's like it's very adjustable uh the toe joint works nicely you get these like rubber pipes you have to cut them which is tricky and it's the instructions don't quite make it clear just how you need to cut them there's a specific way that works nicer but then you get three rows of rubber grip on the bottom of the foot the hands are interesting. The hands have no ball joints in them whatsoever. It is entirely hinges and swivels. They're also some of the most poseable hands I've ever... Like, these are, as someone who really is particular about poseable hands, these are some of the best poseable hands I've ever handled. Like, they're really well done. Each finger has spread. Um, the thumb uses an angled cut in place of a ball socket joint, but it kind of works. Um... All the knuckle joints, every individual knuckle joint is a screw. So you're having to put all those screws in, but it means every single individual knuckle joint is adjustable and nothing relies on ball socket friction. It's a really good hand. It's extremely emotive. Um, It's not just like, oh, you can make it spread, you can make it point, you can make it into a fist. You can do all those. It's got enough spread that you can even, you know, like when you put your hand down to catch yourself if you fall down? So like your Mm -hmm. fingers spread out and they bend up slightly? Mm Mm-hmm. This hand can do that posture and hold itself upright with the palm off the table. Like, it's a really good hand. It's, 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 it's also a little bulky, so it's slightly larger than what some people are looking for, um, whereas conversely, the perfect effect hands often are slightly smaller. Um, I think it's great, though. Uh, it's just, number one, it's a bummer that the assembly part is going to scare some folks off. And it's not, like, simple assembly. Like, it's... it's You get all the screws, but these screws are kind of having to almost thread themselves into the plastic. And it sometimes is tricky to get that going. Uh, so it, okay. it only t- took me... I think it would only take, once you've done it once or twice, about 10-15 minutes to build a hand. So it's not like a whole day's work. Um, it's just tricky. Uh, the end result, though, like, some of the best hands on the market... It's a bummer that Non-F is still in this position of just, like, perpetual random stock. Of just, like, having to 
meet some kind of demand that is outpacing production. Because uh, I'd, I'd say, go buy these hands right now. You kind of have to just sort of sit around and wait and see if they come in stock. And then if they do, they're probably going to be out of stock the next day. So hopefully that all evens itself out before year's end, because I think these hands are well worth picking up. The feet too, but the hands especially. Like, Combiner Wars feet are an easier thing to do. Um, and if all you need are ankle tilts, you don't necessarily need these feet. You can get these feet. They've got a good ankle tilts, but you can get any feet. Uh, these hands, I think, are, are incredibly good. And they've got just enough ports on them that I think I could figure out a way to integrate them into other modes. The only downside is, like, all the pegs and ports on these things, the tolerances are not guaranteed. Uh, so be ready to have to thicken some stuff. Um, not, not in the build of the hand, but in using it with Transformers figures. Because, like, the 5mm pegs on these, they work, they work like a charm with Groove. They work okay with Fireflight. They super don't work with Slingshot. So you gotta be ready to tweak stuff. But if you're okay to tweak stuff... Like, if you're, if you're ready to build the hands, then you are skilled enough to tweak everything else you need to tweak. Um, I, think, I just think they turn out real good. Like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice, it's a nice uh, outcome to the long wait. Uh, but it also makes me wish I'd ordered more hands when I did, because now it's going to be a while <laughs> until I can order anymore. Um, and that about does it for my on-topic what I got this week. Uh, would either of you guys be prepared to build hands for your combiners, or is that a step too far for you? I might, I might do that. Might give it a shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, if they were good enough, if, you know, if if I was really after some really good hands for a combiner. Yeah, that's curious because I know, like, you got you guys both kind of have different levels of like willingness to bust out a knife on a toy. So, looking at those instructions. Like, do you feel like you'd want to give this a shot? It would be interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll bust out a knife if there's, you know, a chunk of plastic or some mold flash that's particularly annoying. Like, I'm, I'm not adverse to that. It'd be funny if you was, though. <laughs> <laughs> there's this huge thing. Like, I can actually just rip it off, but I don't want to... I don't want to modify this thing. <laughs> well, there's the reviewer brain in me that goes, don't change a thing until after you do a video. Uh, then you can go crazy. Repaint and cut all you want. I used to think that way, but sometimes things bother me enough where I'm like, I'll just mention it. <laughs> Rarely. Like, if something, like, really hinders a toy, I'll just go, oh, it's like, I, I think Cybertron Red Alert was that way. Hmm. Just because those knees were so awful. Yeah. Anyway, that's also, that's also my entire, what I got this week, I think, unless I remember something else later. I, I mean, I got an experience I can talk about, but that, that comes at the end. Um, Aaron, did you get anything off topic this week? The computer that I'm currently streaming from. Hey, you got your fancy pants new computer. Yeah. What, so what? What hot, <laughs> fresh gaming have you have you done on it? Uh, Stellaris. Oh, I think that's on my wish list. The one that I've been playing. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a 4x game that has a whole lot more of the politicky side of things, and uh, it's. It's fun. I like the fact. So it's uh, your the the tutorial playthrough that I'm still in after like twelve hours, <laughs> and I feel like I barely scratched the surface. Um, is you start out as Earth in like twenty three hundred, and you're out into the stars, and you start running into these other civilizations that are also growing out and everything, and uh, it's. 
it's been it's been fun i've had a whole lot of like kind of okay what's going on moments uh as you stumble across a new civilization i came across one that started a fight with me then surrendered immediately and became my vassal and i'm still trying to figure out what weird hiccup of things lined up for that (laughs) but now they're trying to succeed when they wanted to be a vassal but they started a fight and i'm still not sure and then there's apparently if i get the right research thing i can then like genetically modify out of them the conflict between our civ types that's making them angry at me but you can see and how I, dark that sounds when you're saying i'm just going to genetically yeah. modify our disagreement out of their race yes and it's <laughs> like it seems like a bit that, far. i i i <laughs> i hope for that role on this on the tech because it doesn't have like uh, a classic tech tree where one to two to three to four yeah. to go up a chain it gives you like it looks at what are all of the techs that you could research in in this branch because it has like physics social and mechanical or something and okay what are all these social ones that you could potentially research and then it kind of rngs with whatever waiting in the background and then kicks you three options and you pick one of those. So you'd be like, oh, I really need energy. So I hope the physics roll comes up with the power plant. Oh, nope, not this time. Um, I guess I'm just going to get armor or armor or blue lasers or something. Blue lasers so. or modify the memory of an entire race. Hmm. Yeah. I like blue lasers. But it's it's been fun so far. Um, it's also been that oh crap it's uh midnight um uh, yeah all, time to go to bed all i'm well, saying uh, is th- your your boss said hey you should have called in sick because your dog puked mm-hmm. so you kind of you kind of have one banked you got one to rain check yeah yeah maybe yeah and look but at this that one. is like you just got your new oh, system go just in time for the steam sale yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh crap, I didn't even think about that. Next, I got so much stuff yeah. to catch up on that cuz I still have like Fallout 4 that I got for PC. I have it for Xbox 1. I played through it beginning on Xbox 1. But <laughs> it's it's the new thing now is that like it used to have like that pile of shame built up around your console of all the games you just never got around to playing. And now you have the Steam list where it just it's, there's it's not a pile, it's a landfill. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's been it. It's uh, Alienware X51, I think. Uh, the one issue that I've had, and I'm surprised it hasn't kicked up, is the PC, uh, or the CPU fan on it uh, is louder than I would expect, much louder than I would expect. So I need to actually contact them and say, like, hey, if it's just the CPU fan, I'll swap it out my damn self. Can you just send me a new one rather than having to send a tech out? Because it's Alienware, so it has the high-level service pro um, plan to it. Mm. But if it's just the fan, that should be four screws and a power connector. And that is that is cake to do. But it's cool. It's got the LEDs. I can change the light colors on, so they're all red right now. Nice. Mm. It's Alienware, so you, you know if you find those people who have a chip on their shoulder about Alienware, you can just lay into them. Yeah, yeah. Look, I got I bought an Alienware before they were bought out by Dell, so it's OG. It's <laughs> it's back to I've had the same. 
plays best on Alienware mouse pad forever because it's the perfect mousing surface for the way I like a mousing surface to be. Yeah. It's come back around. Sweet. You should get some uh, some indie games, too, because I, I like having a powerful computer and then playing, like, Binding of Isaac on it. <laughs> like, just, I'm just using this computing power. Yeah, I, I have FTL. I'll set up FTL to download and play that some more yeah. because I like FTL. Uh, anything else on your end, or is it, like, all you bought was a computer? That's pretty much like, it. I That's all I bought, yeah. Uh, Brick World is this weekend in Chicago. Ooh. So there, there may be some Lego that shows up from there. I've been, uh, I've, I've been kind of just like spectating Lego of late, but then they, they're like, "Hey, buy some Lego and get a fountain." And I was like, "Man, I kind of want that fountain, but I kind of don't want to yeah, buy they've the been, Lego." They've been pushing that fountain pretty good. They sent me like three emails um, about that fountain. Is no one buying the fountain? <laughs> like, what's yeah. going on? You're overstocked on the fountain. Just buy the, just just buy the fountain. Buy the fountain. No, I, I got, I got super excited because the third review of 2015 came around and the apollo 11 uh made it for lego ideas oh something made it this and time the the as well two things made it Ooh. the yellow submarine made it really um yeah and the apollo 11 and the apollo 11 as it was on lego ideas was about a meter tall who they should just do it but come on so <laughs> Like, th- that one was set up so that it had, like, a display where you could take off the side of the thing so that you, like, where that had build inside where it wasn't just, like, big round thing stacked up to big round thing. It was set up so that you could ha- remove the first stage, remove the second stage, take the service module out, have it connect onto a lunar module and pull it out of the third stage, like, serious detail. Um and looked gorgeous. Um, I'm trying to find it now. I hope it can release, you know, as close as possible to the original uh, intent. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of those ones where it's like, you know, yeah, a meter tall. Maybe that won't happen. Yeah. But but I'd, I don't see them for as good as this one is cutting it back a ton um, because it is a gorgeous setup mm. that's clean 1.11 meters high like do you think it would be unreasonable for them to just sell like a mid stage onwards no you gotta sell the whole thing it's gotta be the whole thing yeah you're saying like stage, stage two, three, and everything on top of it. Yeah, like like remove, like yeah. cut off a stage or something, and use that to make it more feasible to sell. I I wouldn't, I would hope not. Me too. I I hope it comes out just like this. But I feel like that's the if you if you want to gird yourself for some kind of harsh reality, like that seems like the most likely thing to alter. Hmm. I don't know, but I'm I'm excited for that. There's a red dwarf set on ideas that I kind of hope gets through. Oh, don't don't put that hope in my head. Okay, there's one problem with it though. So, what do you think a red dwarf Lego set should should be as a, as a one box set? Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm probably like 
I would imagine the Starbug. What if I told you Starbug wasn't in the set whatsoever? Um. Okay. What if but I told it... you they did Blue Midget instead? Are... Really? Yeah. Are... <laughs> really? And, and I don't dislike it. I just don't understand. Here, I'll send. I found a link to it. I'll send you a link here. Yeah, link me. Link me. This 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 is offending me at this point. I don't mind it. I just want to know how you come to the conclusion of why don't I not do Starbug? Okay. Uh, two things. Mm -hmm. One. Um. Okay. You, okay. It's Blue Midget, which makes no sense whatsoever, other than if you can't figure out how to make a Starbug. Like, if you can't figure out how to make, like, some big bulbous ship with six spindly little legs and still make it stand up. Yeah. That's, like, my only assumption. Like, Blue Midget has legs, so, you know, there's parts to do it. Yeah. Also, I, I don't mind, like, if you're not going to have, like, if you're not going to have the Starbug, at least you have, at least the idea here was to put in, like, the bunk room. Yeah. Why would you make it the Season 8 bunk room? Yeah, that part also is confusing me. Why would you make it why would you make a display set of the worst season? Like there's there's I think that this the set needs tweaking, but I I like the minifigs so much. <laughs> that, like I, I kind of want it to happen anyway, but yeah, like to me Red Dwarf Toys if it's going to be one set is Starbug and the Boys. Yeah. Like a bunk set I almost think is like that should be released 3 or 4. Only because, like, the, a lot of the best moments of the whole series have happened when they've been either on Starbug or literally Starbug is all they have. So, I still want this thing to go through just so that something Red Dwarf happens. Yeah. I, I want to begrudgingly support it just because it is Red Dwarf. Yeah. But, man, like, there's a lot that I kind of wanted be... to know if I was alone in feeling really weird about something Red Dwarf that, that has no Starbug involved. No, 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 I, I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Uh, there's also part of me that's wondering, like, couldn't you have possibly made a scutter any smaller? I'm letting that like, go. Like, that's, that's a limitation of the medium. I think. I know, but it's like, I know smaller, I know smaller wedge bricks than that. that it might have started with, I don't know. Like, the scutter, the scutter is something where I'm like, I, that's that's one of those things where I would definitively say, I don't know how to do it better, so I can't really... Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I think to have a scutter that is also jointed, you kind of have, like, if anything, if you want to do a smaller scutter, I think you need to use, like, some parts where it would just be, like, a static piece. And I, I kind of like the, the idea of it moving around. Anyway. Uh, we don't even have these Legos. Don't even exist. Um, so uh -huh. Aaron, that's all. that's on your end. Yeah. Uh, TJ, what's off topic on your end? Um, it's mostly like odds and ends stuff for me. Nothing like huge has been coming in. It's all it's all sitting in piles of loot and private warehouses, just waiting for me to get enough to be bothered. Hmm. So like stuff that's I don't know, just stuff that's wandered in. That's not the Glios has been robbing me blind. Um, uh, the, the old, like the foam He-Man sword I got a while back, the She-Ra sword came out. Mm-hmm. 
So that's currently sitting here. I assume they wanted something different between them, so they went toy design, so it's gold instead of silver. Okay. Which is a bit of a change. It's also made way worse. Yay! Yeah. So, like, the He-Man sword looks like a He-Man sword. Like, there's some spots in there where you can tell it's it's just, like, hard foam with, like, whatever kind of paint skin is wrapping around it. Uh, the Shira sword has some notable mismolding where just, like, the foam just, like, escaped the mold or something. Yeah. There's a lot of little air bubbles on the surface, and uh, for some reason, the gem in the center couldn't even get that quite straight. So, it's one of those pieces where, you know, it feels nice, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it on the wall with the He-Man sword and try not to stare at it for too long. It sounds be- like it's it's crossing over that very nearby border on a foam weapon of, of becoming a little carnival toy. It kind yeah, like it's it's getting there. like it's a big it's like a big heavy piece of foam and like there's obviously like a solid core to it because it doesn't just bend over as soon as I pick it up. But it is not quite as good as the He-Man one was. Mm. I don't know, mine mine might have just been a dud, which is entirely possible. Well, uh, I got I got a, I got. I, I, I didn't really, this wasn't that important, but as far as duds, so that, that eagle robo of mine where all those things were kind of wrong. Yep. Got my replacement one, and it's like night and day, and I really like my replacement one. I didn't even notice this. My original eagle robo, he didn't even have a red stripe on his head. <laughs> I didn't know that was actually a paint app until I got my new one. I was like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> so I uh, I don't know if you saw the photos, but I, I pulled the face mask off of my other one. Like my, you know, my not good one. And I tried to leader one his head. It kind of worked out, but it, it wasn't perfect. Um, of course, I'm saying all this, and I don't have the photos nearby. But uh, I, I thought you might be interested to see, like, what happens if you do peel all that stuff away. I have heard there is some molding underneath for where it would have had a face. There is a nose and a mouth under there, along with a chin strap. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, it's also caked with glue. So I tried to scrape most of it off, but I had to use a liner pen to bring the mouth and the uh, the nose out uh. so you could actually see them. But there you go. And then I, I just I cut off the mask part and filed the bottom of the goggles so they were smooth and plugged them back in. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a bit rough. But like that detail is sculpted there. So it's, it's kind of cool to see it like, hey, this is what's underneath. So for everyone calling these Masterpiece GoBots, the good guy leaders did the exact same thing on their first release. Yep, hidden mouths. Also, did you see those solicits for the new wave? I did. Oh my god. Like, don't, like, I'm scared of this toy line, because everything is looking so solid. That cement truck, the mixing drum, like, goes backwards and up into the truck cab, and I don't even know how. I had that as a kid, and it does have, like, some level of that the old toy did yeah like i i this is far more extensive so i am curious about that uh i'm personally wondering where that loco was that was shown in prototype ahead of all of these or blue jet who was who was solicited as number five at toy shows for ages uh i was actually a little disappointed to not see blue jet because i'm like come on rod drill's done just do blue jet 
And some of the names, too. They changed some of the names, like Turbo Robo, instead of uh, whatever he was actually called. Well, I, I, I speculated on it before, because we had Bike Robo and Eagle Robo in Wave 1. They know they're marketing to the GoBot fans. Yeah, but, but uh, changing the actual names, it's like, okay, this is becoming super transparent now. Hey, it, it, it gets me my it gets me my turbo, so whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to argue it. Um, but yeah, it, that talking about duds, I just realized I had just finally finished the saga of my Eagle Robo, and I actually do like that. I still don't like it as much as the other two, but I do like that toy a lot now. Uh, aside from the so, foam sword, anything else yeah. on your end that you want to bring up? Uh, just little bitty stuff that's usually only important to me. I grabbed a box set of the Converge Common Rider figures, which essentially, like, they're they're basically the uh, like I I hate referring to the series because it's it's like the worst way to refer to a series. It's like it's it was the Common Rider. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking like about. Like the now. cart, like the more cartoonish SD figures, where like the hands and feet are also big. Once upon a time, it was all about the cardboard armor and animals that they came with. I've got the gills from that lineup because, of course, I do. Once upon a time, I don't. Do you know how suddenly those animals just disappeared from that line as though they never existed? Uh huh. <laughs> it's crazy. It was a good idea, but at some point, it's like, well. Uh... Fies is kind of freaking out and going tentacle on me. This is a little odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's basically that aesthetic aside from like the hands and feet are a little bit. Like, they're almost that exact same toy, but slightly smaller. Oh, weird. Yeah. like, And I, the one advantage I've found to them, like aside from just like if you're not a big fan of like the like the, the big hands and feet thing that gave that made them look cartoony is the fact they all come with these clear bases that wrap around their feet. Mm-hmm. So you can balance them pretty much anywhere. Like right now, like my set has been balanced on uh, the top of my monitor, which actually, which does have like a little bit of a rim in the middle. So it's almost impossible for me to find anything that I can actually display there. Yeah. Uh, these, these have been staying up for, you know, about oh, a couple weeks now and no one's fallen off outside of when I like really banged the screen. But that's the only advantage I could really find about them because they're neat, you know. And it's another excuse for me to get a Gills and an Agito. But other than that, yeah, and they're about the same. All right. And the only other thing I got is so a while back I was so happy to get this like little figure from an old cartoon called Adventures of T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah. That, one little yellow figurine that somehow made it to New York because the toys were only sold in Germany in the eighties or like, no, not the ladies, like uh, early nineties, not that old. Um, the weird thing is like, I've got a buddy over on another forum and the only time I ever hear from him is when some other adventures of T-Rex thing came up on eBay. Like he's like watching out for me because he knows I was after those, that stuff. So he messages me when another set comes up for dirt cheap and it's the exact four I'm missing. Oh, like, wow. It's yeah, it's just the four. It doesn't have the yellow one that I've had for a while now. So right now I have the full team in this weird, you know, uh, Saurian Sentai lineup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, they're little do-nothing figures. There's no articulation to them at all. It's just little figurines from a stupidly obscure cartoon from an even more obscure toy line that was only sold in Germany. But it's something cool for me because it's this obscure piece of nostalgia that's important to me. And now I have that perfect representation sitting on a shelf. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the most beautiful kind of collecting is when it's the only motivation is what it means to you like mm-hmm. that that is extremely rare um for the most part as much as you know things have nostalgic value to to you know the people who buy them a lot of things though that's kind of, i think that's kind of secondary like a, a lot of cases the thing that comes to the forefront is like is it a prestige piece does it do a cool thing blah 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 mm-hmm. like something that is just purely like oh no this just means something to me this is what this represents like that's i find a lot more rare yeah um in collecting yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk about because in the end they're cheap little German toys. Woo! Woo! But they make me happy. Alice. <laughs> so yeah, that uh that is pretty much it for me. Alright. Yeah, uh all all I got today was I got a pillow in the shape of a YouTube play button. Cause uh I went to a thing and I got that and I got a YouTube branded, you know, those those battery sticks for your phones to charge your phone while you're on the go. Mm-hmm. That was that was like another thing that they handed out. I went to a, I went to a, a YouTube content creator lab uh, today at the, at the Toronto Google office, and it was very interesting. Um, and I also I, I never had ha- I, 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 I had I got to try a. Uh, uh, I don't remember what it was now. It was it was like a vegetarian thing, but it was like a truffle mushroom like rice ball. It was really cool. But I also got a YouTube play button pillow. So now I can just like monetize my dreams. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment I talked about it on Twitter, the thing I noticed was the sheer number of people without conferring with each other who all came to the same conclusion of, oh, it'll be like if your dreams had a comment section and advertisements running in them. And I was like, I guess we're all just ready for that, just the dark virtual cyber hell future. <laughs> like we're all we're all ready and waiting for it. We're almost almost eager for it. Now, what they need to invest money in now, since they have Google dollars now, is they need they need to make that play button pillow. But when you lay down your head and go to sleep, it changes to a pause button. God, that'd be cool. It'd be so stupid. You couldn't even see the pause thing. It'd no. be under your head. No, but people would buy the hell out of it. Yeah, God, that would be cool. It'd be the dumbest waste. Of- I like that idea. Uh, so that, that's 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 our podcast, basically. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more podcasting. Uh, keep in touch. Stay tuned. Hit the thread. Blah blah blah. Don't post political stuff in the thread. That's against board rules. We get to cheat because this isn't posting. This is talking. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Aaron and TJ, for joining me. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Add all that up. I don't know what the f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay. What? I push the stop button on my microphone so that it does anything.